0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Burn Down Podcast. Today's guests: We have a father and a son duo. You may have seen one of the guys; he's been in The Sopranos. He's been Sammy the Bull Gravano in the Gotti movie with John Travolta. He's also mostly popularly known for The Gravesend, producer, creator, and director of Gravesend, with his son Christian, up-and-coming actor, almost identical. We have William and Christian DeMeo. What's going on, gentlemen? Thank you for coming in the podcast.
1: Thank you for having us. Yeah, we appreciate it. We're happy to be here. Thank you so much.
0: All the way, all the way from Brooklyn.
2: Brooklyn. Well, they came from the Poconos
1: today. I mean, that was a hell of a
2: drive. I mean, when he told me, he's like, yeah, we're driving. Where are they from? Brooklyn. Oh, where are you guys driving from? Poconos. I'm like, Poconos. Jeez. So you guys made a trek, and we appreciate you making the trek
0: us here in uh you needed some uh some out. solitude some peace and quiet to get the the third season up and running Well, the
1: writing the writing that's where we like to write there do you yeah.
0: do you write it all yourself you, you and your son
1: yeah well we 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 do and we defer to different people sometimes but mainly yes yes uh we uh we work on it together and uh i defer to him a lot for the younger yeah perspective sometimes but yeah we we're uh I love it. I love I I enjoy the writing the most out of anything. That's my that's it's the, gotta be my m- biggest passion out of out of all the hats, the writing is to me the the one I love the most.
2: Do you uh do you have a like a setup on how you go about writing? Like I know some people will sit, you know, in a corner with a cup of coffee, some people Go outside. Do you have like? Do you sit down with a cigar, or, like a glass of wine, or do you have like a a, a thing that you do when you're about to sit I, down? Right. I,
1: I do that sometimes, but a lot of times, I, like I'll be driving and I'll be someplace and like, and I'll be things just come to you. yeah, things yeah. come to down. me and I and and I'll and I'll and I'll record it or write it down. A lot of times, things just come to me. Yeah. Uh, do you ever
2: pull off to the side of the road like shit? I got an idea and I gotta. Or use, like, so you speak into your phone or something? Yeah,
1: yes, yes, I do, I do. But uh, I feel like it, it, once you get in a real groove and all right, there's no, like, when you're really moving it, it's like, it, it's there's no better feeling when you're in a f- complete flow. It's like the floodgates open yeah. and you can't stop it, mm-hmm. right?
2: Even if you tried, just... That's a great feeling. And That's I, a great I, just, I imagine that that, ha- that doesn't happen too often does it like when you really get into that flow it is it few and far between it, or is it a common you thing you know
1: i gotta say thank god it, it does it does happen <laughs> it does okay it does happen when i'm um, when i'm um, the thing is is that i i we you know we have a lot going on because we're also involved in production and a and, and acting and a lot of different variables so when i'm f- when we're fully on writing hmm. And the phone is off and and what's just about that it it, it really kind of comes uh it really comes in a way i try to think outside the box as, as much as i can uh I, I got a really good compliment from someone that i want to mention uh who i looked up to for so long um who's also from brooklyn and uh, a friend of mine who was the, one of the writers of the sopranos and a brilliant writer wrote Wolf of Wall Street Terry, oh, wow. Terry Terrence winter who's from um, Brooklyn as well from uh, from Marine Park area and uh, he when he had seen some of the shows he, he he was nice enough to call me and he said you took a genre that's been done so many times and you and you And there's always going to be similarities like Mm -hmm. there are in a lot of different things. You're you're always going to see social clubs and you're always going to see things that we've seen before. But he said you took something that's been there and you put your own taste on it and it flowed in a way that was that was was really he, he gave me the words like he really liked how I formatted it and how I gave it its own identity, even though we've seen that. And that's what people yeah, I, like. I you don't know, need to understand. Like, there's always going to be like horror movies. There's always going to be westerns. There's always going to be romantic comedies. You know, but and they're they're going to have similarities. But you got to try to find and try to think outside the box as much as you can. But sometimes people are like, we've seen it. But like, you can't also if you change it to a way where it's not realistic because you're trying to stay away from some of the clichés that make it work you're going to fail yeah because you're going to turn this into something that it's not sure and when know? people you know i can imagine that
2: a compliment like that is probably the best compliment that you can get because you're not changing the the main you know body of of the 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 style of, of what you're directing there's like an under, like you said, there's certain things that you shouldn't change because then you're, you're, the people that want to come and see that style of movie, if you remove those things, are like, well, that's not the movie that I came to see. But if you keep those in there but add your own flavor on top of it, then it's not just like every other movie. No, exactly. That's that style, and, you know? And
1: uh, to, to get a count from a guy like that,
2: yeah, that must um, be
1: nice. who was brilliant. Yeah, that, brilliant. that movie, I mean, that movie I mean, Wolf of Wall Street, was a brilliant that, that movie. That script, that, that, and he, and he wrote a lot of The Sopranos, and he's just, he's also a great guy. And, you know, he did the show Vinyl. Um, he's he's amazing. So uh, I just wanted to put that out there because uh, I really appreciate that coming from him. And, and and another person who gave me a big compliment that's uh, another writer that I want to throw out there that, um, is Nick Pelleggi, who wrote Goodfellas. Oh, oh wow. Wow. Um, favorite <laughs> wow. okay. that's My
0: favorite movie. Wow. Okay. My favorite movie of all when time. Nick first
1: seen Gravesend... <laughs> he had said what? he goes you're doing it he goes you're doing it he goes you're you're he goes, a lot of people talk about it but you're you you're about in it. There. those you're, is, you
2: those are open. some that's you know, some you know those are some big movies to get compliments from those guys absolutely that probably felt pretty oh, good oh yeah
1: absolutely and, hum, and, and 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 I'm humble about it all it's just it's nice when you work hard to have people that you look up to it's even the same when i when i when i work with these cast members that are in our show and, I, and I'm working and I'm directing an Amanda Sante, who's brilliant. And I'm directing a, a Chaz Palminteri yeah. and an Andrew Dice Clay and, and uh, Sophia Milos and a oh, Fran cool. Drescher and a Ma, like Mario Cantone. And I'm working with people who, who I admire so much, um, William Forsythe, who I always bring back to the um, Out for Justice when everybody see Richie. He played Richie. That's a movie about Brooklyn. Did you, you ever see that movie? No, I don't think so. You guys got to watch What's that called? No. Out for Justice? Yeah, with Steven Seagal. No, and, I have and not. And it's a I, famous honest, line throughout the Seagals. whole movie. It's called Out for Justice? Yeah, it's there's a famous line throughout the movie, anybody see Richie, just Steven Seagal keeps saying this. And like any all, all the people that are watching this now that know this are going to say, well, of course, you guys got to know that. And um <laughs> and he played the character Richie William Forsythe. Okay. Who's a great actor Um, who played Sammy the Bull in the John Gotti movie with Almost Armand Asante. Nah. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I can imagine it's it's probably a weird feeling when uh, you got all these guys that you'd said you know you had looked up to right early on in your career. You're watching some of these guys, and now they're in your show, and you're directing them, and they're taking not taking orders, but for lack of a better term, taking orders. And you're telling them what to do, and you're like, I looked up to you, and now yeah, well, well, now the, now you're listening. You're coming to me the, for like directive. The, the, the thing is,
1: as for, for me as a director, I always give the direct the actor range. We always have discussions, um, and and uh, if they come up with something that I, or say it a different way that kind of works for the what we're doing, I'm fine with it. On the I want to give the, them a little bit of yeah, flexibility on the sopranos, to make it their own. You weren't allowed to change one word. Oh, really, yeah. no one was allowed to change one word.
2: So no, uh, no, the only
1: one I think who maybe had liberty to do that, from what I understand, um, was James Gandolfini. And the reason I bring this up is because I'm very close with Tony Darrow, was another great actor. Yeah. And one I've ta- actually met him before. Yeah, and at one time, and who's also on our show, was a dear friend of mine as well. He had changed a line, and David was was like, "Don't say it," and like David was a little upset with. Him. <laughs> Oh, I meant Tony I Darrell changed the yeah, fucking line. I, and I, and I, also, <laughs> I also understand David's point as well. So I'm not saying, like, everyone has their own take on things. Some people want it exactly the way it is, and that's understandable because it's what they wrote and the it's what they, they want it yeah. like that, and you have to yeah. respect them. But sometimes maybe the writer missed, it could be said a little bit different, and it maybe they missed it a little bit. So, you know, I'm always open to, to, discussion. Yeah. About
0: that. Now, when you, when you guys are working together, do you guys ever you ever butt heads with your dad? Like, dad, this is the way it should be.
3: <laughs> a little bit. Well, I have a very keen eye on on detail. I notice like a lot of the technical things. Okay. You know, um. So maybe a little bit, but I. You know what? The thing about this project is that no one knows this show better than the both of us because we see it on on the page and to go back to the writers' room, right. It's like, we we know the story so well, and uh, and to see it, something that's written, and then to see it, come to life. Bizarre. It's yeah, exactly. Like it's like like, what is it? uh,
0: Life imitating art in a sense, right? Because you're kind of like writing it down as
3: you're writing it. You're like envisioning certain things and how 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 you know which location are we going to get? How is this actor going to deliver this line? You know, and and then to see it on film it's it's something pretty extraordinary
2: yeah i can imagine that's that's such a weird i don't say weird but it's such a beautiful thing when because all it is is it's it's, it's a thought, it, it goes yeah, it goes a thought, yeah so if you think about the process it's just wild how it goes from just a picture in your brain right it's just something that was in between your ears that you came up with and you put it down on paper and then now you see it come to life and you know this is what was in my brain you know a year ago six years ago ten years ago this is just an idea exactly. that I created I put it down on paper and now here it is in the real oh. world for everybody to see and it's just it just came from a thought like an idea like for us I can uh, relate to the blueprint right when we came out with the cigar it was just an idea in our head and now here it is and we're holding it it's just it's well, such a beautiful thing absolutely. to be it able shows to, to that see you that you guys
1: are go getters that you made it happen so you came up with. So you're sitting here for a reason because you made it happen. Mm. But there's a lot of people that want to do things or talk about doing things, and it doesn't happen. They don't. They don't. They don't okay. take the steps. Uh, what experience of so being a writer and directing the same thing. What experience of doing this for so long is that I literally know what it's gonna. I I because I'm directing it as well, right? So I'm writing and I know I know how it's gonna be. Like I literally, it, it's like I I I, just, I know what it's gonna look like. You've I know, already I, seen I, it up here. I know yeah, the location. Yeah. I know I know the location because I know I write for locations. I know a lot of times too, and if I don't, you know, I kind of have an idea. And as I'm writing, I know where the camera's gonna start and stuff like that. In a way, it's like kind of it 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 really what what experience. I always say that there's there's no better experience and I know there's acting classes and there's going to film school but the best experience you get is doing it Watching it, being on sets, yeah. being on sets like The Sopranos in the field, being on sets like Analyze That, and watching Robert De Niro in front of me. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and, and being directed by Harold what was, your, what was your What was your nickname? I forgot the you had a nickname. Al Al, Al Pacino. That's right. Yes, yeah, I'm Al Pacino. That's what it was. And De Niro said, "You look like Carol Burnett," <laughs> which was you know one of the funniest lines in the movie.
2: That's hysterical. Yeah. yeah. Well, but no, I,
1: there's something that he said. You know, what I like that
2: you said that you can take all the classes that you want and you can to extend that you can read all the books that you want you can watch all of the the videos that you want but nothing will replace the experience of actually doing it and going out and failing miserably oh. and learning and then failing again <laughs> yeah. and then learning because <laughs> you can have all these people that say oh I have a great idea it sounds I like know, Christian's got a story to tell I know how to do this I know how to do that I've seen all the book the movie I've read all the books I've studied I've st- yeah but did you actually do it no. Okay, well, then you don't know shit. Get out there, do it, because I guarantee all that shit that you read about and all that stuff that you think that you know, you're going to fail at it. And But that's the only way that you're really going to gain the experience to get better at and it. And you
1: know what? what's crazy is, is that when you get negativity, I want to touch on this, and there's people that have something negative to say about what people are doing. And when you do something, you're subject to have criticism. Mm-hmm. It's part... Part of life. And and you have to have thick skin to know that this is gonna happen. But if you really think about it, I don't know how someone could actually sit there and sit there and know and and maybe not fathom the process, the amount of hours, the amount of thought, the amount of struggle it takes for someone, even a baseball player or whoever it is, Mm -hmm. because it's so we're so eager to and these guys are getting paid big money, so they're gonna get booed, right? But if they really think about what that person, in any way, fashion, or what they're doing, the sacrifice they put in to do that, and it's so easy for someone to say you suck. Yes. How about you, the person that's saying you suck? Why don't you do something so we could say you suck? But Absolutely. you know what? They won't. Everyone in this room wouldn't say that. Not no because doubt. we don't believe we don't believe in using those words even because we see what someone's doing and they're taking initiative to do something. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to touch on that no, for a second I, because it's so easy for people to say, oh, this sucks, this sucks. that sucks, it ain't as good as... Why do you do it? Yep. See, no no see, re- no I the reason, reason they're listen, saying listen, that, if, you, they're if, you they're if you got more credit, if this is um, Sc- Scorsese saying it, okay. Yeah, different story. You know what I'm saying? But, but Scorsese wouldn't guy. say that. He's, you know what's funny is that... Because Scorsese wouldn't say that because I met Scorsese through my good friend Bo Deedle and a man like Scorsese said I heard such great things about your show I'm proud of the show you know what I'm saying so that's and, and those are the people you want to be around people and, and, and that's what I always say about hiring people that have more credits or more experience like that maybe could shine more you, you, you want everyone to shine they make you better No, mm-hmm. 100%
2: you got to be around people that bring you up and not put you down you know, and there's a reason why all the people like you said Scorsese, he wouldn't be somebody to bring you down. There's a reason why he's in the position that he that he's in is he's and he's as successful as he is is because he's one of those people that brings people up with him. Exactly. Right? I think um uh Chaz had said it on his I think he said it on his podcast or it could have been another podcast, but he was saying that um you can only bring somebody up if they want to come up, right? But you can bring somebody down that doesn't want to co- come down. It's like if you're around a bunch of people, they can bring you down. But if you're around a bunch of people that are up and you want to go up, they can exactly. they can pull you back up. He's like, so best be around the people that want to bring you up because you'll come up with them instead of being around a bunch of people exactly. that want to bring you down because you'll fall. It's so much easier. They'll just pull you down. It's like crabs in a bucket, right? They'll just keep fucking
0: pulling you down. And I don't think uh, it's uh, better than anyone to have in your corner than uh, you know your son or your father. Like because from what I see, you guys are like best friends. You know, I would almost say you guys are almost like brothers. Yeah, you know, how, how did you guys develop such a close bond?
3: Well, you know what? It's it's interesting because uh, I, I've been on set ever since I can remember. You know, through him, um, and it was always as as a young boy, it was always so interesting to me. You know, going to a movie set, seeing all these cameras and yeah. and all, the whole process, and it was always something that intrigued me, and it was like a like a fantasy. You know, I you don't really know how to comprehend something like that at, at a young age, but as I got older um you know most parents they they encourage their children to go to school get an education i have to say that he always encouraged me to follow follow your dreams follow your dreams do what you want to do and i and i was i was in college for a little while and he was one of the people that said you know if if you really want to do this, if this is if because I w- I was fl- uh, flirting around with it before I, I you know we, we uh, did a few films, but I was still thinking like I I would love to be an actor, but it, is it like realistic? Is this really what I want to do? And in my heart it was, but he always encouraged me and said, if this is what you want, if this really is what you want to do, then you have to. Go after it full force, and there is no backup plan. There's no backup plan.
2: Yeah. That's it. If there you were no, going no to do B, this- There is no plan B. You just got to yeah, figure out how yeah, to make yeah, plan A work. Yeah, exactly.
3: Exactly.
1: <laughs> the, the, the thing is, is that when you bring it up, that we're together a lot, which I'm grateful for, is that the process to do what we're doing, it's, it, it's, it's a show. It's not just a one movie, so it, it's a 24-7 type of an endeavor, mm. and- a lot of times I listened to, listen to Sylvester Stallone, I watched his documentary, another guy I look up to when I was able to meet, who I look up to very much. When I inspired, got so inspired by his movie Rocky. About oh, yeah, it's one of the best. It's an incredible story going, too. Probably one of the greatest movies ever made. And, 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 I, and I watched his documentary and he said how he, he missed a lot of things with his family that man went from movie to movie to movie to movie and became a big star and a big success story, but I was listening to him as his, as in his older age now, and he was talking about how he he missed a lot of things with his kids and a lot of stuff that he he wasn't able to be around because of all the movies he was doing. and, his, and He's a dedicated man to his craft, and he writes as well a lot of his stuff. And the one thing that that i have is that i get to spend time with my son through this process Mm. so you know that's a beautiful that's a beautiful thing it's a thing that like i'm doing this and 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 i don't know if i really could even probably do what i'm doing with this particular project if i didn't have my son with me because it's we're bonding like and and working together at something so hard and 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 it, it's nice that I'm um, being able to spend the time with my son that I would be missing because I'm, like I'm. If anyone knows knows me personally, knows I don't play around, bro. Like I work, I go, I do everything, and 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 I and I I I always follow. We got to get to the finish line. Mm. We don't start something and, and and don't finish it. We have to keep going. And uh,
3: a dream is only a dream until it becomes a reality. And the truth is, the dream isn't going to come to you. You have to make that that dream come a reality. And uh, I could have never learned what I know in regard to film, going to film school. Like what I know right now, I could have never learned just doing that. I mean, I've just it's it's been an education that you just can't you. you you can't find anywhere else, but, but like living through it. Yeah, you know,
2: you learn through the experience. You learn through it's like the school experience. of hard knocks. You, know, you yeah. learn through the experience. Figure it out.
1: And our experience with Gravesend, I have to say, has been so wonderful because, like, our whole cast, like everybody, pretty much for the most part, like are the main people, like you know Chris Mando and and uh, and Bruce Sosha and Big Time Tommy and and. and every everyone that's that's in our cast um, Vicky we all bond Armando Asante like I said we're we're it's like we're like we have Peter Gordio Leo Rossi mm. Bo Deedle Chuck Zito I mean like we're all together like and, and that bring up Chuck Zito like Chuck Zito to have Chuck Zito one of the toughest men around g- giving someone a beating in our show I, when I was writing, I said, "You know what? I gotta show Chuck in action." <laughs> Everyone knows about Chuck, who's a great guy, by the way, and I love Chuck.
2: So you but, wrote in the scene for him.
1: Yeah, he, <laughs> had, he's a shit. He's, he's like a couple like, guys. I but uh, more than a couple of guys, you remember? So there's a whole bunch of these guys around him. It was like five guys. Yes, right? five guys, and he's looking at all of them, and he and, and they goes, "You know, there's five of us." And he goes, you need more. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you should have bought more people. Yeah. So, and that's the real chugs. You, you know what
0: scene I really like? You know, talking about like father and son. You know, um, I always grew up. My dad. Oh, you know, growing up, I always listened to sixties, seventies, eighties, and I always hated it until I moved away. I lived in Atlanta for a little bit, and that's all I listened to. And it, you know, resonated with me a lot. of All those old songs, but one song in particular was always "Cats in the Cradle." My dad's like, you know what? You know what the song means? You know, it's about a father and a son. And I was like, all right, dad, sure, and he, yeah, okay. Then as I got older, I actually very listened to it, and I was like, you know, this is a very, you know, it's a, it's a good song about a father and a son growing up, and it's a life. And then you have that one scene where you're, it's like going back. It's like a, it's like black and white, and you're talking, yeah. you're thinking about your father, and uh, it's cats in the cradle. And I was like, wow, that's like exactly how I would imagine well, well, it. With, well, it's you know,
1: funny because when we when, when we were, because after the, the next process is post-production, and, and I'm, I'm very involved in the music, and I have some great people that, that um do the music with me, and if they see the scene before, the character that Louis Lombardi plays, Tommaso Benny, and Tomaso talking about his father being mm-hmm. sick was another great actor and another good friend of mine, Louis Lombardi. Uh, and we're talking, and it's very emotional. We're talking about our fathers, and then he comes back home and he thinks back about his father. And I was, I was like, this song has got to go in there. It's perfect. It's and like just it's- so you guys know, that song ain't cheap. <laughs> You I know. was just So you have to. Are there certain? Sorry,
2: are there certain? Sorry, Eric, are there certain um, like when you're, you said you, you're, you're writing, you're going through this process, and you've already seen, you know, what the what the outcome is going to be. You've already seen it in your head when you're when you're directing. You're like, yeah, I've already seen this. I know what's going to happen. I know where the camera's going. I know this because I've already basically played that in my head. Do you? Does that same? feeling come with, with the music when you're writing it, you're like, I already know what songs come out um, of this. Um
1: yes and no. Um yes. For the there's certain scenes where there's certain songs like um there was Do you remember the end of the montage of, of, the, of the of the of the last episode when that song Brooklyn Roads comes by um Neil Diamond? If you remember it, it sums up the whole end of the, the show. second season? Or yes. yeah, the first season? Yeah, that last okay. song. Like that song had to go in the show. Like there was no but sometimes and sometimes there's certain there's there's some episodes that I write with a song in mind that we're gonna get use that song but sometimes based on how much the songs cost and the record labels we have to flip flop some certain songs. Mm. I never way. thought. So I guess point. I never thought. You got to pay for the rights, yeah, to You got to
2: pay. Yeah, you know, I guess you got to. You can't just go to YouTube Sound Library. Yeah, you can't
1: just pick some free songs. People song. don't understand. Although
2: I'm sure you might have
1: um, how how <laughs> see. So today, that's where the artists make their most money, and the record labels is on when you get the the, the rights to the music.
2: Is it a one time fee that you have to pay, or do you have to pay like royalties every time it's played? No, no. you
1: you, you get you get you have to pay. A publishing fee and a master fee, so the writers get it, and the record like so, and then, um, you get you get to so the way it works, is that let's say the song plays in episode one, and in, in three minutes into episode one, and it's one minute and sixteen seconds. You you buy that time. Uh, um, oh, so you don't that, buy the whole song. You buy the one you minute. Buy, 16 you th- buy the time, uh. and then you can't use it again. You can't, you can't reuse pay it, you that song. So if you, so want if you use were it.
2: to use it again in like season in episode seven, you have to you have to tell them I want one and you seven. You Can't
1: do that unless you contracted. Well, it if you contracted it, oh, okay. so
2: like if you were to go and say, "Listen, I'm going to use this song three times in in three episodes," they make a contract for yeah. you to use and it. You're three paying time. more money. And you're paying more money. What, what was this, great is, man, is all these little ins and outs. I'll man, tell you another
1: story that people don't know. them on YouTube Studio, maybe a couple of people heard this story, but. Is we we met Frankie Valley. You Frank,
2: met Frankie Valley. Yeah,
1: no, Frankie Valley. Wow. He, he oh my liked the goodness! Shows and he was, uh, you know, and we're going to use Frankie Valley in season three. No, right? he's going nice. to be in the show as well. He's like
2: one of my favorite groups. And, and, man.
1: and we, we, I got to say something about that man is that. He, he gave me his word. He said, "You know, I'm, I'll work something out with you for some of the music." Yeah. And he talked to the record label, and and and, and they, they they gave us a better. That's hey, that's huge. You there you go. Yeah, that's huge. At yeah. that Frankie Valley music. Oh, the best. Have, yeah, we have over the night. The best. Um, you know,
0: that's a, that's a that's a fantastic shout out to Frankie Valley. Yeah,
1: shout out to Frankie Valley is right. That's yeah, one. That's that was love, one of the first songs. love you know, that group.
0: I was like, going back to what I was saying. I was getting brainwashed with all these songs, and I'm like, "Mom, Dad, turn this off." I remember being in my apartment and Sherry was playing like it just came on on. I was like, "Damn, am I getting emotional right now?
2: Do I like, think about my family is, okay, with this song?" Is that <laughs> so? So I wonder if that story is true. Where so you've seen you've seen Jersey Boys, you've seen the movie, right? Yeah. And you see when um, what's his name um, Bob Gordio? You see when he's on the, the bus and he's late for the rehearsal. And he's writing a song, and he hears like the tune, the the honk, and he puts in the music. Oh, Sherry, you heard, is I wonder if that story's true? About he was writing a song and heard a sound from a horn somewhere, and it was like, "Oh, that sounds pretty good. Let me put that
1: in." I would think so. You know, because
2: yeah. that's a cool little. Th- I mean, yeah, I, I would like if to they if, if it wasn't true and they wrote it into the movie. I'm like, that's a another side. A really on cool Frankie thing.
1: Is when I met Frankie Valley, He said he wanted to be an actor, right? So. He wanted to be an actor more than anything,
2: and you're that, making that dream come yeah, true.
1: Yeah, well, yes. Again, well, he's, <laughs> he's been in other stuff too. He's been but in yet, the Sopranos. Sopranos, yeah, but but, yeah, but. Yeah, but he's but he, he, he wasn't getting breaks as an actor, so he started doing music because he felt like it, it which is still very hard. Not as, but he said he felt like he could break into a music. It wasn't meant to be. He wanted to act. He didn't want to do yeah. this, but. This is, I guess it was well. plan B Christian and, and um
2: well no, this is just a different avenue no, to get don't. to yeah, acting Exactly. You know?
1: and that's and that's what he did now so how did you passionate. how did you
0: start now how did you get into the path that now you are now like how did did you always want to act was it was your first first uh appearance in Bronx was that it the mm-hmm. very first yeah so like what was your journey like getting into acting getting into movies like where did that come from Did you have a different plan did you want to be like a plumber or something and that changed or
1: So, uh, you know, I was hanging out in Brooklyn always, uh, I had, you know, some of my own businesses. I was in a vending business, I had vending machines and stuff Mm. like that. And, and, uh, I, I was really trying to to find my way and, and, um, Robert De Niro, I had, I had heard that De Niro was doing Bronx Tale and someone I knew knew someone who knew, um, the casting people and, uh, um. Clem Caserta, who plays Jimmy Whispers. Um, he was kind of involved in the movie, and, and he had met me, and he says, you know, I'm going to get you, you know, a meeting. Uh, and, and I just winded up like I was just an extra. I was, um, I was just went there. Um, I had always thought about, like, being an actor. But I was still kind of finding, like, what I really wanted to do. I was like... I knew that I wanted to have my own business, and mm-hmm. I always made my money my own way. Um, and I, I'm on set, and I'm, I'm like a kid in a candy store because I'm seeing all the old cars and the props, and, um, and I'm like, and it's in Astoria. Yeah, it's in Astoria, and uh, and um, Robert De Niro uh, comes over. They 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 make an announcement. There was about maybe about thirty stickball kids. And he's and they they said everyone line up against the wall and robert de niro walks over so this was for a scene right and um 30 people line up against the wall and de niro picked me he picked me i was the first one he picked and he picked my friend peter gordio who's in the show yeah we've been friends ever since and another friend of mine lenny who's another actor um but they picked us all all three of us, just, a, of, just of, a, three guys, just randomly. The next just thing you know, like I want you to think about this for a second, right? So I'm a kid. I'm just, I'm a young kid, and I'm on, I'm on set, and I don't know zero, nothing, no acting class, no nothing. And you're a young kid at this point. No, nothing, never did anything in my life, and I'm on set, and the next thing you know, I'm in a hair and makeup trailer, and I'm getting my hair and makeup done for a scene, and I go to the street to, to the, I go to the to the corner. And De Niro, Robert De Niro, guys, you're on a, this is exactly where he said it. He goes, a car's going to pull up, a whole bunch of girls are in this convertible car in the beginning of the movie. That song, dun, dun, I wonder why. And the song's playing he, to get everyone in, in into the mo- motion yeah, yeah, yeah. of what's going on. And then it shuts off and he says, guys, he goes, just like this, you three guys are on a corner, just start talking to these girls. Just pick them up. Hey, girl, blah, blah, blah. He goes just just improvise how you picking yeah, up girls on fart the Yeah, just flirt with them a little bit. And, and and we're just and I'm just I'm just doing it and I'm doing it and then, and and then I see the camera coming around. We're gonna do this car. I don't know. I don't know. And then in between every set, boom, 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 makeup on. Like the coming over. I'm like, like what the <laughs> heck is going and on? <laughs> and Robert De Niro, who I Robert De Niro, yeah, is directing me. He's like, guys, blah, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, my God.
2: Like, is this really happening? Am I in a dream right now? now. Literally,
1: guys, I'm telling you, like, it's something. And and now I'm talking about it again because we get away from it sometimes. But, like, the energy that went through my body was, like, this is, like, something that, like, I felt, like, finally something that I really wanted to inspire to do, like, hit me. Mm. And, it was
2: and, a feeling that came over you. You're like, this is right. Brother, this is I was what like, I'm here I'm to like,
1: do. I was like, this is something that I just was, and then I, I'm getting my SAG card. I get to join the union. I don't even know what SAG is. I don't even know what the union is. I had lines in, in a movie. You know, Yeah, was, you were just
2: told flirt with some girls. All right, yeah, I can yeah, do that. So, <laughs> no problem. I got it. So, 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 <laughs> so, now,
1: so now I go home. had a convertible Eldorado. um what was
2: Smoke break, smoke break. Hold on, we got to make sure. By the way,
1: great cigar. You
2: like it? Thank yeah, you very thanks, much, Christian. Thank appreciate you. that. Oh, yeah, appreciate that.
1: Guys, these cigars are great. We'll these send you. We'll right. send you
2: home with a bunch. So yeah, we'll thank send you. you. We'll send yeah. you. Yeah. Thank, thank you. So. I
1: love it. So, I had a convertible Eldorado, and um, me and my friend Lenny, he had, he had a. Couple lines in it with me. I'm driving home. My music's blasting. I remember I'm playing Barry White. Can't get enough of your love. Hell game. yeah, that's what I'm talking Convertible about. Convertible tops down. Just Little, loving life. Driving back to <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> I got the I got the lean. I'm, I got the Cojeline. I'm over Hell there. yeah. Oh, I'm out. That seat's way back. He's just hanging. Blue blue blue, blue El Dorado with white seats. <laughs> I'm driving home. I go right into the house. I go, Mom, dad, I'm, I'm I told my parents. I go, I'm gonna be an actor. I'm an actor. They're like, what? I go, well, I'm going to be an actor. I'm telling you, I'm going to be an actor. They're like, no, remember, this is like my family didn't know anything about any of this. I didn't know come from the arts or anything yeah, like yeah, that. They're like, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> yeah, about? I'm now? like, I'm going to be an actor. Go back to work. Right? I'm going <laughs> to be an actor. And you know what's so funny, bro? It's like you got to make. So when anyone says they're an actor or they say anything like no one believes it. Like, at the time, I'm just going back to the early parts. I would tell people, hey, but I'm going to be in that movie. I'm going to be in that movie. And, like, you know, I was excited. You know, when I, and I'm, 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 I didn't know, like, you could get cut it out and stuff like that. I'm I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in it. And, like, no, I'm like, oh, yeah, they stole me as Willie. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and and people were like, you really? I'm like, guys, watch when it comes out. And, and then it came out, but it was so short. But, you but know. You were and still that, in and, it. And, and, yes, exactly. And you had two people. Yet this is what if we go back to the last part. Mm-hmm. You have two types of people. There's two types of people out there. There's the people that say, "I know it was short, but I'm proud of you and you could do great." Who say, "I got up to go to the bathroom and I missed you." You get the people that got nah, you're in it for there. two seconds. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Those so people. you got to get those. So you get those two Fuck things them. in your brain, and you're like the people that said, "I got up to go to the bathroom and you were gone." I'm like, well, I'll show you next time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and it's like, it's like, and but the people that said, that's great, man. I know, I I could see you doing more. Those are the people that those are the people that like you remember that, of course. And I remember when I was first starting, I don't forget all these things. It's like I'm glad we're doing this now because a lot of stuff's going through my brain here, and and, and I remember when 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 I started like. And, and, certain, and I was, had hardly any credits. I did the movie Hackers with Angelina Jolie. I had a little part with Angelina Jolie in the movie Hackers. And and, and I was getting out there a little bit, but, but but still people were like putting up my headshot in like stores. Like this is early on and like delis were putting up my headshot and like people were like so a lot of people. That's why, that's why I have a love for my neighborhood because a lot of people embraced me. They, they, they built you up. They, 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 a lot of people embraced me and said, "You know what, man, I, I, I'll never forget." There was this, there was this, um, this hair salon, um, that they had on a corner, and the guy took a picture of me and put me up on the on the awning. And this is early on; like, I had a few credits. I did like uh, New York Undercover. Like, I had a few lines and stuff like that, and 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 it, and it was it, it it felt so good to have the support like that. Yeah, that, you know, and,
2: I mean, it, it's it's fun because there's. Like you said, there's two two types of people. Those that are going to build you up and those are going to break you down. The ones that are going to break you down are they're just pissed off at their own life because that they, they've they never done anything. So they want to bring... Misery loves company, right? So the people that, that are, oh, yeah, well, you know what? Yeah, you only, I, I missed your part because it was so short. Like, all right, well, fuck you then. You know, I don't want to talk you. You were in the back. You, ba- you but, were watching me. You know, but then you that. got the people that are like, you know what? I Even though it was a short, you said that you were going to be in the movie and you were in the fucking movie. So I'm proud of you for doing that. And no, like, exa- I want exactly. those people around me. I don't want the other people because there's a lot of people that are going to say, say some shit and they're going to try. Oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't. Do-. I actually had this one kid ask me. I was in down in Texas for Thanksgiving where my wife is from. And it was at one of her. Um, her, her nephews was asking me about the YouTube and stuff and he was told he's like I want to get into YouTube and I want to do this and do that I said you should do it man just do it he's like yeah I know but my friends are like they say like I can't do it and I shouldn't do it and I, I go listen he goes don't I'm going to say something I, I went to her mom I'm like can I, can I curse I don't want to swear she's like I'm like alright I'll, I'll edit it out it's like don't give a fudge what anybody what any of your friends say he's like yeah you know but I want to do it to kind of prove them wrong I'm like hold on a second I said don't do it to prove them wrong i said do it to prove yourself right said because when you're when you're up there and you have a successful channel and you're successful whatever they're not gonna be there man you're not gonna go back to them and say yeah i proved you wrong you're just gonna know that you proved yourself right it's like it'll be much stronger force knowing that i'm gonna prove myself right. i don't give a shit when anybody else says that i can't do this or no you weren't in that movie you didn't do that you didn't do that that was fuck them all you know what you're gonna do Like you said I'm gonna be in this fucking movie And nobody's gonna believe me No You're not gonna be in it You're not gonna be in it No I'm gonna be in it I don't care what you think I know what I think And I know what I'm gonna do And I'm gonna be in this fucking movie I don't care if it's for one second Or one hour But I'm in it
0: You know I will, exactly. I will say this Going back to what you were saying When you were coming up You were, in, you were doing this Doing this When I started watching Graves for the first time You have a very distinct voice Right I'm like This voice Sounds very familiar so I, I obviously had to do a Google and I was right. Because when I was younger, I used to play Xbox and I played this game called Mafia, yeah. <laughs> and you were one of the characters
1: in it. Yeah. And I was like, I knew that, that was, was that him. Was, that was a lot of fun. I was like, holy that shit! Was lot, that was a lot of fun, man. That 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 was a lot of fun.
2: Just recording voiceovers of a yeah,
1: it was it was so funny? It was, funny. Funny. It was
3: always a, would comment on his stuff, Paulie. Oh my
2: Pauly,
1: god, Paulie, Paulie, Paulie! Doing that—that that was a highlight of my life. One of the I I love doing that, watching a game character, um. Playing me, so but fun. do you remember
2: but, any of the lines? Um, remember any I, of, like yeah, iconic like iconic lines yeah, that happened?
1: That was like
2: It was like early two thousands. Yeah, think. like
1: two thousand. X- Xbox just came out. Jeez, yeah. like get the car, do this. Like yeah, it, it, it was, <laughs> so, was funny. And, 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 and it's funny because the other character was played by Michael Savino, Paul Savino's son. Played the other guy with me. I played Paulie, and I'm, what was his character's name? I gotta, I gotta remember that. I, I gotta actually go back to that. I mean, Luke, there was some of the so, some
2: of the uh, Sopranos and... guys that we just had on. One of them was uh, was in that video game too. I don't, I forgot which one. We just recently had um, Dan Grimaldi, um, Jason Jason Cerbone, and um, Robert Ferraro. Robert, thank you, Robert Ferraro. One of them was in that. I remember seeing it on Wikipedia. It Said video games, I'm like video games. Really? It said, oh. yeah. I don't like, remember I I forgot it. which
1: I don't think it was mine. I think it was the one after Maybe it, maybe. it was Mafia Two or it something. It a maybe version. a spin off, yeah. but I remember seeing it. I was like, that, that must been." I remember have been watching cool. the show
0: and I'm like, I feel like I've heard this voice once that's before. Crazy and I once dude, that's like, funny. I go I'm like was in Wikipedia and I'm like, I fucking knew it. He was the guy in Mafia. Oh, oh my God. And so then funny. and then when I
1: did the movie Wannabes, I did a movie Wannabes, um, which which built a very big fan base and I had Joe Vitarelli, you know, Jelly and um in the movie with me um and joe d'onofrio again uh and we had so much fun shooting that and in, in, in the neighborhood that i grew up in it was like that that was like kind of one of the f- one of the first movies that i that i did i co-directed it with my friend charles charles odessi and it was just you know it was just and that's why I, I i felt like when it came to Gravesend that i wanted to tell the story about how special it was at that time to grow up where we come from what it was like I mean, I I always I keep saying it, and when we keep putting it on the screen, and that's the thing that that I love what the fans are resonating to. But I can't tell you guys, you know, we're talking about some of the negativity, people, but the positive. It's way more. Right? I go places, and people say, "I you brought back my childhood," you brought back when people are dancing in the street at a block party, you brought back sitting on a stoop, like you guys. I know you guys. Um, Come from the suburbs, right? You both come from the suburbs, and, and and there's similarities, but and I know Long Island isn't that far from Brooklyn, and there's definitely similarities. But when I tell you, there was no place like how we grew up. This the, the sure. Bronx has a taste of it, and Howard Beach, and you know Staten Island, but like Brooklyn was so special. It still is, but I'm saying that time you can't. It was a capsule, like, like of life. And that's what it is when I'm writing, guys. And you know you guys are younger than me, and, like, you get thoughts and things that happen in your life. And then 10 years later, especially, like, what it was like then. There was no internet. Mm. It's so... When I tell you guys, listen to me, you, I could see you're both old school. And Tom, big time Tommy, always says, OS oh, for life. Because it really was so special. Like... If, you could, if I could flip the time, and it ain't like some older guy saying, oh, our time's better. Because all the older people say it's better. But now the younger people are all saying, I know it was better. <laughs> <laughs> I know it was better. 100% because agreement with you. 100%. When I tell you what it was like to like just sit on a stoop and, and like have 100 kids, right mm-hmm, in the me and my friends, and the things we did that like people can't even imagine. Like my boys that I grew up with, we're West Street kids. We're all the West Street boys. My my kids, my friends I grew up with on the block, we were like we had to we played the other blocks in wiffle ball and sponge ball and and playing in the streets. It was amazing. Yeah. It was it was such a time and that's what I love about making grays. And that's why I keep getting amped to make more because there's a million more stories to tell. Because that's what it was like. And the old timers on the block, the old men and everyone, every single porch. On a summer night, every single porch, every single stoop, for block, think about this, guys. For block after block after block after block, after block this community was filled with people that- Every wore, weekend. Every day. Every day. Every in night. summer, every night between the lightning bugs that we would catch and we put them yeah, in a Yeah, you jar, put them in a jar. Dra- Dude, no, no. I remember doing that. Yeah. I, I, oh, shit. I tell shit. people, you
0: know, I'm, I'm 32, but we were the last generation we were. before cell phones. Like, we were. I walked everywhere. I still hung out outside. We played, I played football in the front yard. I played baseball in the street, played football in the street. You know, my We used mom, to play
2: football in the street.
0: Yeah. On and, the you know, concrete. The ma- mailbox to mailbox. <laughs> I was a touchdown. Yeah. And, you know, my mom was like, the mom would say, go out and just get dirty. Like, don't be
2: in my right. house. Like, get the fuck out of here. My and, mom would you know, kick me out and say, "Don't come back till the street light comes playing, on." Not playing, man. We were, <laughs> on, we were playing. The, you know. I remember playing. Ba- we would play. We would go to the park, and this, this, this is when I knew, like you had said, we were the last generation, and this is when I knew that, all right, it's kind of over, and like the old, the good old days are no longer. Right? Is I used to play when I was, you know, a kid. We used to play in the park. We used to go. They had the town pool. Right? We used to go to the town pool, and they had a, a basketball uh, a court there. They had a park, and we would play for. Hours, all day long. We would even play, like when we started driving, we would pull our cars up because the lights would shut off and we would put the headlights on to continue playing when we were like 16, 17. So I remember we would have, there'd be hundreds of kids lined up to play ball, right? It would be five on five basketball. They'd be playing wiffle ball over here. They'd be playing football over here. And you'd be lined up and you'd show up with your five and be like, who's got next? Like you got to wait four or five games and you'd be playing and playing and playing. I went away to school, right? I came back that summer. I said, "Oh, this is going to be great. We're gonna." I'm 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 like 19 years old. Like so we're gonna play some ball, right? Summer, beautiful day. It's like 80 degrees, no wind. It's not humid. It's beautiful. I go to the park. There's not a single soul in the park, and it's a Saturday afternoon, 80 degrees, and there was crazy. not a single. And I and I I I got real sad real quick because I said, "That's like the end of it now."
0: I mean, because they're all inside playing video games now. Not even
2: besides, like you know, being out in the street and
0: playing. But like even when you go out to dinner and stuff like that, you know, you see families. There's no conversation anymore. They
2: got the iPads, Everyone's they got the,
0: the phone. phone. I saw
2: a family a the other day it drives me nuts right next to us. So it was a husband and a wife and they had two little daughters and both of the daughters had headphones in with the iPad and the husband and wife weren't even talking. It's they crazy. were just sitting there. I said, it's What it's are it's you doing? It really
1: doing? is it's really it's it's crazy. It's crazy how how it changed like that. Right. And you know what's, what's crazy is back then, you know, punishment was Staying inside now. Punishment now, was
2: I got my ass kicked. That's I a, a, wooden wooden spoon. Spoon. I <laughs> a wooden
1: spoon. And 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 now, if, the, if 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 you're telling the kid to stay in, like going going outside is punishment. They'd yeah. rather be in yeah. playing with their, their on their video games or playing with their, their You know that's they, they'd rather be doing that. Yeah, it's, it's like we, you couldn't keep us in the house. No, We you we, we were. We were out all night. Like, it was like, it was, the, the, you know, you, yeah. came, you know, came home, you know, certain, like, your, your, Street your light your, came on. You better be yeah, home. Yeah, I me and my, you my
2: brothers and I were like, let's
0: see who we can piss off mom most with all the grass stains in our jeans. You know, she'd be like, oh, oh my, man, you know, I would have, like, my jeans would be, just be covered in green. And then my brother would be like, oh, dude, mom's going to fucking kill me. Oh, damn,
2: yeah, mom. man. We used to, I remember we used to play football when That's it funny. would snow. We used to play football in the street oh, because yeah. the, snow, the the street before the plows would come, right? The snowstorm would be happening and you get, you know, six, seven, eight inches on the ground. So it would cover the street. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Because we, we didn't really have big enough yards to play. So we just had the streets. So we play football on the street and we would play tackle because we're fucking stupid. And we would tackle each other in the snow. But you land on eight inches of fresh snow. It's fine. But every once in a while... You'd find that hard spot yeah. where the snow's kind of cleared out, and you'd be like, "Bang!" And you hit your knee, and it's like all bloodied know, up. You are exactly. like, "Fuck it, keep going, let's it's, play, it, man. It, exactly. Screw it, man. Are you broke? Is it broken? No, we're playing.
1: And, and we had a strip. There is a documentary have um, that I'm have coming out that um, that I've been working on for a while of, of, a, of a strip called Eighty Sixth Street that was underneath the trains the, tre- the trestle. Um, it's where Saturday Night Fever, where John Travolta walked with the truck sure. can. Mm-hmm. Um, to Lenny's Pizza Which unfortunately just closed I saw, Yeah I just in saw our, that our show. But that strip You literally It would take you Half an hour just to go one block Down that strip and there would be Thousands of people Just hanging out no, well, Every car Every single car was gleaming Beautiful car Spokes and, and tinted windows And music Every system was louder than the other and and it, it was insane. Like it you can't happen, ever yeah. imagine. Like, like how I wish I could just snap my fingers and and it be there again. Because there was nothing. And everyone that's listening to me that knows this experience will, will agree. There was nothing like it. Like yeah. it was like you heard the train up st- on top of you. People everywhere in the streets talking. Girls, this that guys. Everyone hanging out. Everyone looked good. Everyone had jewelry on. Everyone had was dressed nice. Everyone smelled nice. Everyone looked. Good it. The music—it was unbelievable. Now they don't even care. They roll out. They come out. Oh my god!
2: It's, don't it's even like, get me started with that. No, let's not get you started. Oh let's my gosh! So the people a, that just we, roll we, we, out of bed and they're like, "Yeah, I'm at I'm at Delta Airlines." So I'm I, like, "The fuck are you doing? You're wearing like slippers.
1: No, we I I could know, do
2: pajama pants. At least take a shower, okay? Put on. You don't have to put on a P- suit, but like." look presentable we, we yeah. were out
1: not too long ago we were at a place in florida as a matter of fact and i was kind of surprised because it was in like a like like the boat and it was the younger kids were out it was like the, we were out we happened to be someplace i was you know and tommy me and big time tommy were together that night you were there that night remember and, and when i tell you like the whole i'm like how is no one like dressed like no one's even like this is night like this is nightlife. yeah like What's going on here? Like you just yeah. come out like this, like like I see it a lot. Like, you see
2: it a lot in some restaurants too. Like what my wife and I like to go to to nice restaurants, right? If I'm going out for dinner, I want to go to a nice place, okay? So we'll go out, and you again, you don't have to dress in a full freaking suit, okay? But look presentable, right? Put on a nice pair of shoes, nice pair of jeans, maybe a sweater, okay? Put on a nice watch. You go. She's gonna put on a nice dress, whatever. But will show. Up, I'm showing up to some of these restaurants that are high end restaurants, right? 150 dollars a head, 200 dollars a head, like nice, nice restaurants. And these people in like sweatpants. I go, dude, it's a Friday night, eight o'clock, and the, there's like nice music going on, and you're in like slides and a sw- and a pair of sweatpants. Take that hat off. I'm like, what they are took you? The yeah, out two no, years ago. And and yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hats too. And I got a hat at the dinner table. I'm like, the fuck? What is what is happening? To our world, what's going on to this younger generation? They just have no sense of of. Christian's one of the last ones on the oh, line. He's what always stressed in the line. I was just going to touch yeah. on yeah. It, yeah, is that is that, is that what I was going to touch
1: on is that you know him. He has such old school traditional values. I'm I'm so blessed that, that the way he is, the way he acts, and, and and he's he's old school. Like he has, and that's why he fits in with all my friends. He's part of us. I don't what? think he
0: really had a choice. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think he much had of a choice, he, you know? He's
1: like, <laughs> all my friends, that's the best compliment you could get when they say your son is like, you know, you want your son to be, you know, and, and I can't say enough great things about how it's a it's a blessing to see that he, he grew up this way. And, and there's other young kids sometimes I meet that still have that. Mm-hmm. It's their parents that usually kind of keep them old school in a, in a, in a way. And what do you, what do you
0: see out there, Christian? What is your thought on it?
3: I don't know. I, I definitely uh, I don't understand like even the whole dating thing now, right? That's whole oh. that's whole everyone's a, on yeah. online, you know, dating swipe, sites and I, swipe, I was swipe. I never I was never for that. You know, I, I, I believe in the old traditional way, but I do feel like I'm very uh you know, very different than my generation. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't I'm like the black sheep, you know. Which is not which no, is not a bad thing. You
2: know what? I yeah. think it's I think it's it's a blessing to be that because I seen a. You you stand out, and I guarantee you that when, if you, especially in like business or if you're trying to, you know, move forward in life, people recognize that when, if you simple things like, for instance, when we we recruit for the our company and we'll go to these to career fairs, right, where they have a bunch of students that are trying to get a job, and I can I can tell you within the first ten seconds if the person even has a shot at getting a job. And it has nothing to do with the resume. It's: Do you look me in the eye? Do you shake my hand and introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Justin. Nice to meet you. What's your name? Takes five seconds, but ninety-five percent of kids nowadays can't do that. They don't know how to do. They don't know how to shake your hand. They don't know how to say, "Hey, nice to meet Very you." Very socially awkward. They're just—they're so consumed with just. I guarantee, if I put them in another room and say, "Hey, text me," they'd have a great conversation. But they can't do it face to face. They not social skills. I uh, and it's—it's okay. it's a lost art. I mean, and what I do for. Part of my business is,
0: I, you know, I go into Brooklyn, I go into Queens or wherever, Westchester, and I'll walk into businesses and I'll drop off business cards. And people still look at me like, what are you doing here? I'm like, are you not used to people walking in? They're like, no. I'm like, well, this isn't Zoom. Like, this is how people used to do
2: things. Yeah,
3: exactly. Even so customer far, it, service now. I,
2: I had to take somebody <laughs> oh out. My I t-
3: God. Oh, my You can't get anyone on the phone. Forget
2: about it, dude. No, Forget I talk to a fucking it. robot all the time. I, I hit zero. I heard somewhere that if you just keep hitting zero, eventually you'll get somebody. So they come on. Um, excuse me, sir. Can we have? Can you please say a little bit more so we can find out who to nope, push zero zero? zero. <laughs> and I, I'll sit there and I'll push zero until the robot has no idea what to do. I took, I it took goes, somebody out. One today. second while we connect your call. I'm like,
1: thank you. But That's <laughs> why you're successful because you do that.
2: It's and it makes you different. I literally today. You I stand took,
1: out. I took
0: yeah. there's a new guy that started here uh, at my job and he wanted to come out. He's like he's like he he came from finance. He's like, you go out and, and like stop in business and talk to am like yeah i'm like it's not like this isn't wall street because he's used to uh, being on wall street like fuck you get out of here i'm like you'll see a big difference We go to, we go out in long island somewhere and we hit up like maybe like eight spots and he comes back and he's like wow that was actually not that bad it was actually a lot more receptive than i thought And i was like Absolutely. you know people like people you know as long as you're not a scumbag or, you know a sleaze bag if you come off presentable respectable You'll get that in, in most cases. You'll get, you know, if I go in Brooklyn
2: or Queens, sometimes I get the fuck out of here, but that's a rare occasion. Well, especially now, too, because of the whole COVID thing that happened where it shut down, you know, oh, yeah. and people weren't experiencing that. And now everybody's so consumed with Zoom and with, with the internet and FaceTiming that when they see somebody in person, it's like a breath of fresh air. They go, "Holy shit! I can I can actually touch you. No, You're real. You're a physical being." Hundred percent. It's
1: funny what you brought up too, because years ago, like right before this whole acting thing came out, a carpet cleaning business, and I had my number out there and stuff like that. And you know, when it would be slow, I would go to the avenue. I would go to places and I'd hand my card. You, you know, if you carpet, you know, there's some stains on the carpet over there. You know, maybe you could get it cleaner. Every time, look. So whenever I was slow, I spent one day or two days going out. And I was busy for the next month. I would just simple. go door to door. Yeah, bro, door to door. Boom, boom, boom. It's a lost art.
0: Yeah, that was my first job super, out of
1: college. Super simple, and it isn't that hard, bro. No, it's and a get simple up and concept. No, walk in, guys. Listen, maybe five. Someone's gonna say yes. Yeah. Even when we started the clothing brand, like how this came about was that I, um, as I started to get more well known. People were asking me to to wear their clothes. Like people would say, "Oh, you want to wear this?" You want and people were sending me a lot of different things, and um, I was like, you know, I I I should do my own stuff, something that I like. Um, and and I was always whenever I would go around and I'd go and every time I was in a store and I'd see something that said Brooklyn, I buy it. Brooklyn hat, Brooklyn shirt, did Brooklyn sayings. I would always buy every time at bro. If you if I walked into a store to buy something, no matter what I was buying, but something said Brooklyn, uh, give me that.
0: Make it, no. We're gonna make we're a gonna, I was gonna say Brooklyn. we're gonna come out
1: come come to burnout podcast on the back. Brooklyn. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I would like I said I would always buy something that said Brooklyn on it, and and I and I was thinking, and I and I know how proud Brooklyn people are, and there's so many people at one point in their life lived in Brooklyn. When I tell you there's a, and the people know this. There's at some point. Many people at one point lived some time in Brooklyn, yep. right? At one point, and I was like, I feel like the people from Brooklyn feel like they're a, they're a brand, they're their own. So I came up with Brooklyn Brand, and the purpose of Brooklyn Brand is you're the brand. It's not like th- it's not the brand itself. You're the brand. You're wearing the brand. You're the you're the brand.
2: Yeah, you're part of it like that. You're the re yeah, yeah you're like the reason, that. and, and, like,
1: that, and that's how it came it came about, and that's how it started.
0: And you know, I uh, I have a marketing. You know, brain, I have a marketing degree, so I was very, the box and the and the design was very important. But I can say about your brand is I'm very big on, what do we call it, um, BDP. What do you call those? Um, acronyms. Acronyms, right? So I like that you have the two Bs, and I like how they face each other. And it's easy to say it's BB, because with the cigars... And our names and how we came up with everything. It always has a little story with the acronyms.
1: Yeah, I want to hear your story about the cigars. I like the, I know we're talking about it, and I know we're the guests, but. Like would you like to hear it? Yeah, I'd like to. Why okay. not? On, and I know you people have probably heard see. it but let, let, I, well, Yeah.
2: hey listen. Will you, hey, we'll we're ne- proud.
1: Just never like turned you, we're down. proud to tell our story I'm, no yeah, matter I'm what. I'm
2: proud of it. Like you'd say when you create a vision in your brain, you can actually physically touch it now and see it. It's amazing. We're very proud of it, so. Yeah, we'll, yeah, when we talk
0: to guys like yourself and other people that we have on, it's like, you know, I would never <laughs> think about I'd be having conversations with professional athletes, comedians, actors, you know, any oh, these it's people. Wild. And uh, you know, so you have a sense of pride just like how you guys have, but the the podcast started you know years ago before everyone I always say I have a podcast before everyone and their mother started a podcast because now there's like 5 million podcasts out there so i uh, just now i became friends through my father my father hired him years ago um and we just clicked off you know he he was always in three piece suits smoking cigars i was like i like this guy's style and uh not now, of course. Yeah, well, not now. <laughs> we, 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 you know, it's a little bit more down.
2: relaxed today, but yeah.
0: But my dad always had barbecues and always invited the people he worked with. So m- me and him started clicking and we just became friends and he was big into cigars and I just started getting into cigars. And uh, I was like, hey, man, we have these social media accounts. We have a little bit of following. I'm like, let's see where this goes. Let's see where, what we can do with this. So we started doing uh, what we started doing. We started um, with a like magazine, a, like a cigar subscription service, like a monthly subscription service. But we're like, we're in New York State. They hate tobacco. That's a hard. There's a, a hard lot. Sell. There's a
2: lot of uh, fees that you had to pay for that. Yeah,
0: and we said, "Well, we take all these pictures. We take all all this stuff about cigars. Maybe we can compete with cigar aficionado." And we're like, mm, "It's the 21st century. No one reads magazines anymore."
2: Because we uh, were thinking of doing a magazine with less ads, because a lot of the magazines now just have ad after ad after ad. That's how they pay for it. We're like, maybe we can do one without ads, but then we're like, well, how are we well, going we- to pay for it? Because that's how you pay for
0: it is selling advertisers' Facebook but- and then uh, and then so then we kind of we kind of just chilled for a little bit. But my brothers were really big into podcasts. They would watch, you know, Joe Rogan, Joey Diaz, all these guys. And I'm like, what are you guys watching? Like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, this is a podcast. I'm like, so these guys just talk like uh, like about whatever. And they're like, yeah. I was like, we do that all the time in a cigar lounge. Like, right? we just talk about anything and everything. And I said, why don't we do it? So we started it. And the word burned out. The words burned down. Podcast started because on Instagram, I'm Brother Cigar. He's Dapper Cigar. So I, I said I want something with you know that's that's B and D. So B and D Brother Cigar Dapper Cigar, and then podcast. So BDP. So with the cigars is the same concept. I said I want to have eventually a uh, a sampler pack with three of our cigars, and I want to say BDP. So the first one is the blueprint the next one we're coming out is something with a d and the next one would be something with a p so that's how I,
2: that's how we formulated everything awesome. cuz the idea yeah when you have when you have it and you'll see the you know obviously on the label you know on the label itself you just see the big b up top Yep. Right, so then when we have the second label, you'll see a big D, and then the third label, will see a big P. Mm.
1: Do you have the second or third label yet? Don't we have
2: the th- second one, yeah. It'll come out. Uh, we're, we're finalizing the label, so yeah. man. we just took, a, a, just Complex, took the. Man. So it'll Thank be you. it'll be it'll be the same size, the same look as everything, except it's going to be a Connecticut wrapper, so it's going to be a mild cigar. Uh, it's obviously going to start with the letter D, and instead of blue, it's going to be red. So I'll have a red label, and then the third one that we make will have either a black or a white label. And then I'll have BDP. And then on the sampler pack, you'll see it. And then if you flip over the sample pack, it will say BDP stands for these three cigars, but it also stands for Burnout Podcast, which is where we started. Uh, but it's... it's, it's about the story? It's, yeah. talk about the story? The it's, journey, it's great. You know, it's great to actually, when we first got it, I can imagine you know when you first created Gravesend and season one, then you finally see that final season. You're watching it and you get like this chill, like this just this feeling throughout your body like, holy shit. Like What's
1: so crazy about that, guys, is that when we finished, you know, the goal was for it to be like, uh, you know, for it to be a network show and for it to be, you know, an HBO show. or That, that was the goal. Um, but we we had, we were limited on funding to, to start the show. And, uh, and and we were able to get it out. And, and it came out right around COVID. And we didn't have a big marketing budget. We didn't have like, that much to like market the show um and it, it it came out and it just literally in like a week or two it just got it just like everyone was talk, like it just went it just like just went viral yeah on, on its own it without, was also like, during covid yeah. it, it was true just, yeah it was like and then it was trending like in the top like number one for a while on amazon and it just kept and it just kept building up and then you know the first the first um and it also, because I, I was going to be on some podcasts and some talk shows and stuff like that, but everything was shut down. Mm. And it was right when it first happened, so I I couldn't get the opportunities. But then, you know, Elvis Duran was talking about it on, on Z-Morning Oh, yeah, okay.
2: Elvis Duran, he the Z-Morning Zoo. It,
1: and then I went on his show, and then everything started to just, you know, come together. And then, you know, and then we just built up a bigger cast, you know, from it. Dice Clay to... To Chaz and all these great people that are part of the show. My, wife, my wife's Frame best friend.
0: My wife's best friend from college from Diker Heights. So she came over. My wife's four months pregnant, so she they're best friends, like do or die. You know, she doesn't live by you know, live where we live, but she's like that do or die, you know. It's the Brooklyn blood, like it's something in there because she is her do-or-die best friend. So she was over at my place the other day, and I'm like, I said, uh, you know, how you doing this? And I said, You ever hear of the show Graves End? She's like, Oh, oh. Of course my friends are obsessed with it. I'm like, yeah, I said, you know, I'm having will. She's like, "Oh, oh my god. I got to tell all my friends." I'm like, "You know, are you guys?" she's like, "That's all all they ever talk about. We have to tell all my I have to tell all my friends." I'm like, "All right." I said, "Let them know."
1: <laughs> well, well, that's the that's the thing like like you guys said. You start something and 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 you watch it blossom. first you got to get it to the you got to get it out. Mm. And and you have to I learned this even in in my career and and as an actor and I try to tell this to young actors because like my better days came later in life as an actor I was working I was getting parts and had an agent and you were grinding you were grinding 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 grinding, grinding. and and a lot of the actors that I started with aren't in the business anymore um and, and it's a it's a very being an actor and that's why there's a part of me sometimes that but I know my son has it in him, and that's. A, there's another thing that I want to say is that this is. There's, there's two points to this, but you know, when you you know you have it in you, when you go to a set and you're like an extra, let's just say, right, and you're sitting around all day, you're sitting and holding. Or this is like the very beginning stages of actors, and like I always tell people, it's not as glamorous as you think. It is a lot of waiting around, and the people that can sit there and wait. Seven, eight hours, nine hours, ten hours, and then get their chance to even just be in the background behind the stars. Yeah,
2: not even a line. And just... the
1: people that that, that that can get through that are the people that can get to the next level. That's one part of it. And the next thing is, is that it's a really hard. And this, this is just something that everything in life. There's a lot of things that are difficult, but this is at like beyond difficult to to get recognition and to and to get. In movies and to be seen um and, and it's hard because you got to work as a waiter you have to have a job that can let you leave mm. and it's the people that 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 stay with it and and and, and follow their dream and, and it, there was times i was in tears like days where i was just like yeah shit's not happening and things ain't working out and 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 and, and you're discouraged and you can't pay your rent and and like you, you're you're you hardly have any money and and but you got to you got to just keep going you keep going and and like you know what i'm saying a lot of people give up like, yeah, the, 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 the thing is is that that i say is when you finish when you go through your life and you like what if mm. yeah
0: oh i agree so preach. so so preach on this what, what
1: the what if and there's 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 a lot of people out there that are that are more talented than all of us in this room,
2: but they don't that, go that,
1: for that, it. That, that mm-hmm. all what ifs.
0: Uh, you know, I, I I'll speak on that. My and, and, uh, yeah, I
2: got something to say for that too.
1: My uh, my know, father it's like,
0: go on okay. My uh my father he started a few businesses. We had a plumbing supply business at one point. We had a, a gourmet hot dog restaurant for a couple you know for five years or so in Huntington, and. You know, I think the max for each one was like maybe five or six years. But I always asked my dad, like, you know, was it worth what you did? Like, you know, you had to pour your own money into it. You know, it wasn't as successful as it was. And he said, listen, when I lay in bed, I know I just did it. Because if I had to lay in bed and said, what if I was the most successful hot dog plumbing supply guy ever? I would've, that would have killed me. He's like, I tried it. It didn't work out. And I'm still here. He's, yeah. like, he's like, so
2: whatever you do, just don't ever have a, you don't want a what if. No, you can they sleep better there at night was, there, was exactly. there was a quote that somebody I had heard somewhere I forgot who said it maybe I read it but it stuck with me because it said the greatest fear that you can have is getting to the end of your days and you're on your deathbed and you're faced with the ghosts of everything that you could have been but you didn't because you were scared to go after it so somebody said, I, I sat there and said you're at the end of your you're laying on your deathbed and you see the ghosts of all the things that you could have been, but you didn't. I'm like, well, shit. Now it's like, now you, no matter, whatever it is, whatever it is, if you, want, if, you, if you want it to be this, go after it. Because the worst thing that can happen is you didn't go after it. And now you come to the end of your days. You're 90 years old. And you're like, now you see the picture of what, what would have happened if you would have went. Here, here's yeah. what you would have yeah. been if you would went after what, that, but you didn't go after
1: exactly. it. Exactly. And the thing is, is that the odds are against it. If you're reaching for, like, high, high... And I'm not trying to... Because it's all positivity here. Yeah. No, it's I all, get, get this, what you all positivity. It's hard. It's hard to... It, do. It's all positivity. When you're reaching for levels of whatever that may be, being a baseball player, being a guitarist, being a singer, being an actor, being a director, when you're reaching for for, for really high levels, it, it the, the odds are very against that you're going to, to get... But you have to swing the bat. Mm-hmm. And if you could keep swinging the bat and you could keep swinging the bat and you, you're going to hit the ball, eventually you're going to hit the ball. And then, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe you hit a single, but you still hit a single. Yep. You got to keep like, I failed many times. I failed many times with things in, in, in movies and just different things and then learning experiences. And, and, but you just try to just always try to get better and try to learn from your mistakes and, and, and try to do, do better.
2: Well, there's a perfect like it's all about the journey, not the destination. Perfect you know? baseball analogy is if you go your entire career and you're a 300 hitter, you're in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. And you failed 70% exactly. of the time. Man, think about that. You you failed, very, you missed very, and very didn't good. hit 70% of the time, and you're still Hall exactly. of faming. Exactly. And then the other point of it that you were saying, like, listen, it's very, very difficult to be to get to that level of greatness, if you're trying to strive for a level of greatness, it is very difficult. The percentages are very low. However, if you don't go after it, the percentage is zero that you'll get there. Yeah. Do you get what sure. I'm saying? If you at least try, the percentage may be small, but there's still
1: a percentage. Exactly. But if you don't try, it's an automatic zero. You're I- automatically failed if you don't try. I remember when I was reading finalized that, for roll and analyze that, and I would known Joe Vitarelli, Jelly. Joe Vitorelli was in my movie *Wannabes*, and this was a Warner Brothers movie, and uh, it was, it was HB. It, 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 oh, I'm sorry, it was the, the the analyze this was beyond successful. It went through the roof. The first movie was like as big as it could be, you know, Robert De Niro and Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. It was it was Classic. it was like so huge, and I remember I get my call back. I had my callback and Harold Ramis, who was a brilliant director, one of the best. Um, you know, I had my callback with him. And Joe Vitorelli told me, he goes, You're walking into Yankee Stadium right now. He, I remember, forget the pep talk before I walked into the building. He said, You're walking into Yankee Stadium now. And you're going to, you goes, Knock him dead, kid. Knock him dead. And I remember walking up the stairs and like going in the elevator and just getting. And, and there's a point here that, 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 that broke the ice in me in a way right so here I am and and I'm and I'm sitting and all actors do this especially on their callback like all actors look at the room and see who the
0: who's sizing, them, sizing everybody up
1: always every actor does it. If they say they didn't they're not. And, and 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 humbly speaking whoever you are you have to feel you're the best of the bunch if you don't feel you're the best then yeah. then why are you in the room exactly you know, what yeah, I'm same thing in the, in the athletic exactly. world, sports You've world. You got to feel that way.
2: You step onto the field, you're the best in you know, your mind. So, you are I mean, the best.
1: So you're sizing and you're looking around and you're looking at other people that 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 are that are going for the same. That now it's down to like the last yeah. group of people, um, and I'll never forget. I I I was so like enamored by this director, and I went to the bathroom, and. Who opens up the door he, he just he was seeing people and he, he he's he comes out and he and he's right next to me in the bathroom and i go mr ramus it's like it's an honor honor i honored to Stephen b next to you he goes i seen your tape he goes uh i seen some of your work he goes uh you're you're, you're doing your thing yourself and it just kind of made me feel like all like, of that, like, shit. tension <laughs> like, I'm a fucking man know? over here, baby. <laughs> it was like, it was like, and, and I always say it, guys, is like there was those days, and like you, like, you guys have people sitting in the seat. You, you never thought you would be sitting in the seat. Were you 100%, right? 100%. Yeah, 100%, you, you, yeah. you're, you're sitting you, down. You, you guys seat, now. right now. <laughs> it's like, like. And there's other people, and there's a lot of people, you know, you, you're sitting down, and like, your dream is happening. It's like, you know, we just went recently, we were backstage with Billy Joel. And his people are big fans of, of, of our show and, and, and they're, they're going to have some music from like, and I'm st- standing next to Billy Joel talking about my show and how they all love the show. And it's like these things like y- you got to like believe it can be and it and it can happen.
2: Yeah. 100%. If, you, if you like really
1: believe it, it, it can really happen. And when it happens, you're almost like you're, you're proud and you're happy, but you're like, you feel like, wow, like, like this is like these people, you know, hanging out with Shaquille O'Neal, you know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm what people that like I looked up to and seen that strawberry and and Ralph Macho and my premiere and all these people, like people that I looked up my whole life. Um, it's just, it's it's really, yeah. And and, and it's, it's humbling and it. And you just got to always remember that, that how grateful you are that you're there. You can't ever forget that. And you can never be like, oh, I'm the greatest. Oh, I'm this. You gotta always stay like you and you always gotta stay hungry. Of And, course. and just be yeah, I agree. and be grateful that you're talking to these people. And then you have them in your phone number. I'm texting John Travolta. Yeah. And I'm working with a John Travolta who I who I brought back to Brooklyn in front like, like that's another like thing. i want to talk about um how how this feeling was is that you know I'm a kid and I love Saturday Night Fever. It's my favorite movie. I'm from Brooklyn, and Saturday Night Fever to me was the best movie ever made. And then I get a part, co-star with John Travolta in a movie. And then we we decide to we do an event, and it's in front of the pizzeria that that John Travolta walked with the paint can, and we shut down 86th Street and me and John Travolta are on stage. In front of ten thousand people in my neighborhood, and John Travolta standing next to me. They're <laughs> like, like you are living a dream. It's like yes, yeah. yes, and and and, it, and it's it's a blessing, and it's just just keep keep, and then it could be someone else, and it could be someone else, and it's just just experiences of your life, and that's what I'm saying is is that if you if you retreat, and you say you know what this is too hard, it ain't working out. I ain't paying the rent. I gotta get a job. I gotta do this. I got I gotta get. I got, I need stability. It's almost impossible to have stability as an artist. It's almost impossible. Two percent of artists have stability. Two percent, my friend, have have stability. Pay their just enough to pay their their normal. It's hard. Bills. It's hard. You know what I'm saying. But you have to keep the mindset that you can do that. And that's why when I set out to do this show, um. I really believed it could it could it could go and and and, you know when when my son and I when we walked into creative artist agency CAA which is the biggest agency and when we had a meeting with these people we're walking into a place that represents Oliver Stone and Martin Scorsese and Leonardo DiCaprio and like the the biggest of the biggest that they ever the, the, the top people in their craft and you're walking into a building like that you're you're like Surreal, for sure. You live in a but dream. It's all worth yeah, it. The point but of this is this can happen for people. Like if you if you if, people. you, if you, if you, if you, if you, it, 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 you have to believe and and do it, and just 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 don't get discouraged and go. You know that's the yep. whole point. And I I I I run into a lot of younger actors that are struggling and stuff, and I and I say, guys, you know. Go, just just keep keep at it. Don't worry about it. Just just keep at it, you know. And it's not for everybody. It isn't because it's it's a tough life too. I, I remember one time Joe Pesci they interviewed Joe Pesci once and they said about you being an actor. What could what could you and he said, Don't do it because it's like it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's you know, and, and, and that's why a lot of times I always say I give credit to those people that live in small towns. Like in the middle of Idaho or the middle of Midwest or in like farms, they live on a farm and they just wanted to do something and they get on a plane and they move to New York City and they live with three people in a in a in a walk up apartment and they are and they're getting on the train and they're going to work in a bar doing shit they can't stand and having people telling them stuff and they're waiting tables and 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 but they're there. They're they make the, it. They're making it. They happen. came and they did it. You know Denzel Washington probably went to California. He wasn't, and it, it happened, right? You know what I'm saying? It's You're like making it's it like happen. You're making it happen. You know what happen. I'm saying? That's why I love Pretty Woman because at the end oh, of the I movie, I just it's like, You day. know what I'm saying? It's like it's a great the movie. The dream. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have to, if you want it, you got to go for it.
2: It's like you had said. There's no, there's no plan B, right? It's figure out a way to make plan A work. And you had said, listen, it's gonna be hard. Like, it's not easy. Anything worth having is not easy. It's going to come hard, right? If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. But the question is, what type of hard do you want? Right? I read some that said, being rich is hard, right? But being poor is also hard. Which type of hard do you want? Right? Being in good shape is hard. Being in bad shape is also hard. Which type of hard do you want? Uh, okay? 100%. So it's like, it's going to be hard either way. And what you had said, it's a small percentage that you're going to... If you don't go, it's an automatic zero, and it's gonna be hard. So it's like, do you want to have no success and be have life be very difficult, or do you want to have the hard way and have and life be super successful? Like it's hard either way. Pick your heart. Okay, life's tough. It's not easy. Get a helmet. Okay, no, just (laughs) figure it out. Do it if you want it. Keep going after it. Don't let anybody tell you that you can't do it. You just keep going one step at a time. Keep at it. Keep at it. Keep at it, and eventually. Odd, it's, it's it's like a mathematical certainty that if you just keep trying that you'll eventually get it. It will happen. If you don't quit and you don't give up, eventually it'll happen. Exactly. It may not happen today, may not happen tomorrow, may not happen in 10 years, but eventually it's going to happen. See then, why I make it my partner? No, it's great. <laughs> you guys have great energy.
1: i like, so feeling the energy in this room.
0: Even
3: completely. with season two, right? When we finish season one, I'm just going to slide this, this and, way. Oh, yeah, that's right. And go. me and him were talking about doing season two without a network backing it financially, putting up the money for it. It's like you got to shoot nine episodes, raise the financing, make sure, you know, we we got all these actors that were interested in it from, from the release of season one, but such a, not an easy thing to do. You know, it was... It was hard and at the end of it to, to go to the premiere and then see that we're we're pre- we're showing the two shows and that the next day those nine episodes are going to be available on Amazon Prime it it's crazy you like pinch yourself thinking about it yeah, yeah
2: what was it what was the feeling like for you when you finally when you guys finished you know season one was that, was, season? Two, what was it feeling like for you because you know you're obviously not in the business as long as your father is and here's, this is like the beginning of your career, <laughs> to, to, right? But to what, be
3: honest so I wasn't in season one at all. I, I was working in the background. Well, you were working in with the producing. So Yeah, you, yeah. Um, and I also would help with some of the directing. So he's on camera a lot. He's the main character. So like I said earlier, I I knew all the scripts. You know, me and him know, know the story better than anyone else. So I would always watch his back in season one and make sure everything looked good. Um, but then when we finished with season one, I I remember like just me and him talking about it, and he was saying, you know, we gotta do season two. Everyone's asking for season two, and all these actors are reaching out to me, and I'm like, you sure you really want to take on that? You know, you want to take this on? You know, because it's not like HBO is, you know, can't writing the check. Yeah. You you do you really want to do this? Because you know that it's. It's, it's going to be gonna harder be easy. than the first. It's going to be yeah, hard. Yeah, it's going to be a lot harder. The first season was only four episodes. You know, the second so season you're doing is nine episodes. More, yeah, but way, way longer episodes. Yeah. You know, and to take to take on something like that. It, um, but it, it.
2: What did it, he say to you as soon as you said that? Were you like, are said, you sure I, you want to do that? He said,
3: we we got to make it happen.
2: No hesitation. We got to right? make it happen. And, and no you know hesitation. And, and you, that's when you know that you got a true. Like you had said something before. You said, listen. If you truly, truly believe that what you're doing is going to be a success and it's going to work out, that's the first step. You truly have to believe that what you're doing is going to work out, and then you'll make it happen. So when you say that to him, saying, "Are you sure you want to do this?" and without hesitation, he goes, "Yeah, we're yeah, doing exactly. it." Exactly. You know, he's a the guy believes like with every fiber in his and, being and, that and, this is and, there's no way and, that this is not going to work out.
3: And on and and to his point, you know, he saw. So, and I saw it as well, but he saw it especially. His life, he he saw the change after after season one. You know what I'm saying? Even even the social media following, how how people are grav gravitating towards it, you know. And and that's also incentive. It's like this is working, you know. This is working. Eventually, it's 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 worth it now, but eventually, it's really gonna be worth yeah. it. What, what, so
2: after you guys finished season two, what was that? right because you had said season three. you had said you know I, 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 season, I, I season literally... one right you had four episodes season two you have nine episodes and you knew like listen this is going to be uh this is going to be hard harder than oh. much harder listen, than the first making
3: season two was not, not easy by any you know no, it, was it was not insane. easy at all i mean there were times where it's like and this amount of stress that was there it the,
1: was the, un- the, the thing i want to stress too is that when you when you're dealing with people that that can help you financially and people that have that have have wealth and people that can back you with any business it is no matter what it is and and there's a lot of people that people have helped and made them go to places people have invested in people and people have done stuff with people and, and stepped up is if you look at someone and you talk to them and you and whenever I've talked to people through all these years and I've made deals work is that I was always had a passion and I always believed in what I could do and I always believed it could be successful. And, and, and I think that when you're around people that have success and they see it in you and they know if they're going to roll with you, they could see, you know what, I'm going to take a chance with this person. And another thing is you, I'm grateful for the people that believed in us. There's a Absolutely. lot of people that believed in us and helped us get to this point. And I cannot say more how much how grateful I am to those people that actually said, you know what, I'm with you. I'm with you, and even the actors that said I'm with you, like a Chaz Palminteri, and the crew, like like people that are with you, and and, and I'm am I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm rolling with you. If you got people that are rolling with you, and you're a team, you can't be beat. If you have good people, and that's why I love my cast, and I know I missed some names. I just want to say, you know, my my boy Paul Borghese and, and and like Vinny Pastore, and all these guys, you know, that, that all these people that we bonded, and and they roll with you. You know what? I believe that we're gonna do it. I say something else is that none of my actors phoned it in. These guys have been in some major movies. None of them came they none of them came and said, you know what? Chaz Palmeteri, Academy Award nominee, came to play. And you know Chaz Palmetari I mean, don't come to set and just like he 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 came. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. These these Fran came. They came ready to roll. They Well they
2: saw they saw I imagine all everybody that was backing you and all these actors, they saw the passion that you had when you're Telling them, listen, this is my vision. This is what I believe. They could feel that. And you can certainly feel that when somebody's bullshitting you or when somebody's truly passionate about what they're speaking about. It's a different type of energy. Oh, exactly, exactly. And when you feel that, you're like, okay, now this this person means business. I, I, I'm going to go with this yeah. person. Oh, it, it could be two separate people. And this person's kind of like maybe has, quote you know, by standards, the better idea maybe. But the one person's extremely passionate about it. You're like, I'm gonna go with the passionate person. I have
1: my, I I, I, def- I talk about my friend Steve Manorano, Cafe Manorano's, the restaurant in F- in Fort Lauderdale that he first started. Here's a guy from Philadelphia. He's in our cast. With- I love this man. He, he's in our cast, and he, he 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 started off selling sandwiches out of his out of his house. He just started se- selling sandwiches out of his house. He was a DJ. And he kind of put the, he became, I don't know if you guys ever been there, but the place is insane. He started off with like selling sandwiches out of his house in Philadelphia. I had no money. He went to, went to Florida. Out of his house, making them in his own he kitchen. Making like, <laughs> like sandwiches. Like he was selling like sandwiches. That's the hustle right, right there. Right? you saying, you're knocking on people's and, doors. And That's that. a, hey, you yeah. want to buy my sandwich? Yeah. Yeah. He, went, he went to Fort Lauderdale. He was a DJ. He put this concept together, DJing and music and his food. And he's he's he's... he's DJing and sandwiches. He's off the charts. He has places all over the place. His place in Florida, you can't get seats. He, it started with a little place. Now it's, you, can't, you can't get a table in there. See, now think about it. You know what I'm saying? That's that. what I'm saying about a guy. These are the people you look up to, people that do it. Uh, that's another guy, and I'm so glad I have him in my cast.
2: Now think about this, right? DJ and sandwiches. If you, heard, if you were a bank and somebody came into you and said, hey, listen, I got a great idea for business, I'm going to be a DJ that sells sandwiches. The bank would be like, you're fucking crazy. That's the dumbest idea I've ever heard. But this guy said, you know what? Fuck you. I have the idea. This is what I'm doing. And goes down and has an a, a enormous successful yeah, business be being a DJ who sells sandwiches.
1: No. He's, like anything, I don't know anyone else that does that. Anything that you think yeah. of is possible. I mean, he's an institution. He became an institution. And, and, and the man still works, works around the clock. That's incredible. Just, you that's, know that's, what I'm saying? So those are the man. people you kind of, you know... It's like Chaz Palminteri's one man show. He made it into a movie. It started off from one man show.
3: One and day, Robert De Niro was.
1: One in the show. day, Robert. Well, De Niro. I mean, how wild is
0: that, right? Your first movie ever. You were Chaz Palminteri, yeah, right? Yeah. Now you're hiring him in your own show. Like that's, that's like full circle, right? Wild, there, my man. Like that's <laughs> that's that, wild. That's something crazy to think about. I'm sure you
2: sometimes you lay in bed. You're like, God damn, that's fucking. Well, crazy. that's that's like uh, uh, we had. Uh, I don't know if you guys are football fans, but we had a gentleman by the name of Ed Reed on the show. We oh, had, of course. We he's a Steeler fan, so he, him, I'm sure he knows. Yeah, we had... Uh, no Ed had, Reed. Ed, no know like, Ed Reed. He, he Ed was like the, was, the first uh, uh, like football player that we had on, on the show, and I remember him coming on, he was just... Uh, he's, he gets on the Zoom, because he was down in, in Alabama somewhere. I think he was at his mother's house, but he gets on the show, and he's like, hey, what's going on, guys? Eric Justin, I love you guys. I follow your show. You guys are great, and we're sitting there, and after, like, we're having a great conversation. The episode goes... The show goes very well. And at the end Eric and I sit and I go, Dude, I grew up watching this guy on T V and now he's on the show. Just like Eric said, he goes, I was watching you yesterday mm-hmm. on T V and now you're sitting here both it's like A funny story oh, about just, that show. It's it's so surreal when things like that just start falling and it'll into and it will keep happening yeah. and, and in the beginning it'll keep and i'll tell you in the beginning we say this all the time the first episode that we ever put out was absolute trash it was awful it was it I'm was find, there it. was none of this right there was no microphones we were using an iphone 6 <laughs> as a camera and it was terrible right but you keep doing it we kept doing another episode and another episode and then things started falling into place next thing you know we got guys like you on our show. We have we had Eric Coleman on our show. We have Ed Reed on our show. We have Harlem Globetrotters. We had John Starks. We were talking about him dunking on Michael Jordan. Yeah, exactly. And I'm sitting there like, I love what John. the yeah. heck that, is I going on? Nick, I have
1: that Nick jersey. We number have three. that. We got number that. Three, number, number three, baby. And I, I have that poster. It, uh, right here. I have that poster.
2: Right there. It's his cigars. I, have the po- I still have the poster. John's I have the poster. And so it, we, got him, we got him to sign this it. What, this we pr- is what it used to look like. It's just... Wow! God and bless, your things man. just
1: start <laughs> falling into place, and you're sitting there like,
2: "Holy! You shit. deserve it. Like, you guys
1: the... both deserve it. You put your hard work in. You're good guys. You do it. You well, have Thank passion. you very much, man. You, 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 you. It's all positive, and and and, and that's and that's what about. It's the same thing with like I'm friends with Lee Mazzilli, um, who's we're talking about being in season three too. He was a baseball player from my neighborhood who, who you know, I grew up. He's a Italian baseball player from Brooklyn who went to Lincoln High School and and. Now I'm talking. I'm on the phone. Like I was a big Met fan growing up, and I'm and I have Lee Mizzilli. I'm hanging out with Lee Mizzilli, You know what I'm saying? It's like things like that. You know, it's just you just it's wild. Yeah, it's, it's a dream just, come true. It's just yeah, and, and and you just keep going and 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 just every day we would do more and get more people and and, and keep going. That's what it's all so, about. So so
2: so tell us what the uh... hold
0: on, before you go. I oh, wanted to ask one one oh, okay. thing. Okay, we haven't talked about it once. I watched Gravesend. Every, it seemed like every scene you were smoking cigars. I'm like, these guys are smoking Perdomos all Love day, it. every day. Love it. Why do you, like, why do you guys like cigars? How did you guys, into, how you guys yeah, get into that's cigars? A good, yeah, we got, we
2: got to talk about that. You know, been, I, <laughs>
0: everyone's, everyone's introduction to cigars is always different. I've heard a million different stories. I don't think I really heard any of the same stories. But I you know I want to know, you know how you guys got into it. Oh, so
3: the first time I ever smoked a cigar was actually when... We were in Cincinnati, Ohio, shooting the Gotti movie. And I was like, I don't even know how old I was. I was like 19 years old, and uh, John Gotti, um, the son, he would go to this place, and he, he was he always had a cigar on his hand. And uh, we met some great people down there. And I said, you know, I'm just gonna I'm gonna try one, and then, um, but I, I didn't really do it a lot. And then I met Big Time Tommy. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> You're in dead. trouble. There, there you go. There you go. <laughs> then I met Big Time Tommy, and he introduced me to Asylum, and that's that, that's a great cigar. Do you remember
2: what the first cigar you had was when you were in Cincinnati? Oh,
3: I, I don't remember. I think it was like a it was like a private like not not so well known label. I can't even remember it right now. Did you hu- did you cough up funny.
2: a lung smoking the first one? A lot of people do. If you're
3: not used no, to it. No, I didn't. You start I didn't. Inhaling. I started inhaling. No, I started very easy.
2: You know, the
0: funny thing about the John Gotti movie, I actually, I actually want to see the John Gotti movie in the theaters. I actually went by myself and at the time, my wife was in grad school and uh, she lived in Glenhead and I was going to see her in Long Island and uh, I'm, I just watched the movie. I just was at the movie maybe a couple of days or a week ago and I'm at the stoplight and who do I see at the stoplight next to me? John Gotti Jr. I'm like, the fuck is going I was like <laughs> so, I thought like I was in a dream I'm like I just watch this movie and yeah. I'm at the yeah. stoplight in Nassau County in Long Island and he's right there next to me it was, I think he was like we in a range John. Yeah, he
2: John goes and to a, he goes John John to one of our local John. lounges he's been in there a few times his
1: son's a great fighter too his yeah we yeah, support yeah, yeah. his son completely we're, we're pro Gotti we're you know I, nothing nothing but love for the Gotti family and his son's a really good fighter we hope uh, I think he's gonna fight Mayweather again oh wow um, yeah so. oh wow we were at the fight, the first Mayweather.
2: Fight. So Mayweather's going to come out of retirement. you know going to fight. Well, they
1: fought in the celebrity. They already had a fight. They they had a fight. it was a celebrity or like an like exhibition thing. Yeah, yeah, it was a celebrity. By, it, it was, he's going to do it they, again. They did that in Florida. It looks like they're going to have a rematch, and we okay. we always support him. But for me, with the cigars, is is that like you know, it's, it's a it's a show. It's a it's a you know mob element to a show. Um, you gotta have cigars in there. <laughs> you gotta, got have. You gotta to. have and That's like, how I got it. That's one reason why I have cigars. You know what it is for me is that I, I they're they, they're they're so easy to want to do all the time. I, I pick and choose. You know, personally, I don't smoke them a lot, but like occasions and and like there's nothing like when you when you wrap up a deal, you do something special. Occasions. You know, yeah. something you you yeah. know you just you know you have a kid, something big happens. A cigar, a cigar is like it's kind of like a positive thing in your life. You know, it's what I'm a celebratory so, stuff. And that's yeah, what I love yeah. being around cigar lounges too, because everyone's cool talking. It's a great conversation. That that brings you back to the old school. Like mm-hmm. Tommy always says, "Oh, what's for life." Is that. What's what's great about cigars is it brings this together. When you were in cigar lounges, the phone a lot of times the phone isn't on the table. Mm-hmm. You're you're not it's looking at the about phone. Life, you you're, you're sitting down, and that's what I love about cigar lounge because it's usually a bunch of old school guys sitting around talking anything cigar anything we're talking about life yeah and, i mean that's you know the whole saying, idea that's, of, what, uh, that's what's so great about cigars best, man.
2: that's that's what we did with the you know with the, the whole the premise what's that
1: you
0: got the sweater behind you show what it says on the back oh of the yeah sweater. oh yeah
2: so like the whole idea with the burndown was when we were first coming up but we said listen you know when you go into a lounge doesn't matter who you are where you're from what you believe in you sit down in a cigar lounge you're gonna have a great conversation exactly. you could have a guy who shines shoes for a living you can have a guy who is blue collar destruction. The guy. next, the next fucking exactly. Elon Musk. Okay, exactly. and you guys can have a great conversation. Exactly. So we said, why can't we bring that to the internet? Because if you're in a lounge, you're limited to whoever comes into the lounge to have yeah. a conversation. But on the internet, you're it's unlimited. You can have a conversation yeah. with anybody. So we came out with these these uh, sweaters, and on the back it says, "You uh, see if I pull it up." But like the whole idea. It says bringing people together, one cigar at a time, right? And that's that's what we do here. Is I love it. Every cigar, you sit down, let's have a cigar, let's talk.
1: Do you mind, guys, if I I'm dying to go to the bathroom? Right, yeah, yeah, oh pictures? sure. I don't yeah, yeah. need to break this up. Can I just use the restroom real quick? I know of course, we're near the end, but of can I? am sorry to break You up can the... go outside here if yeah, you want. Do I don't anything. mind. I don't care.
2: You don't mind if I just go like. Right go right. there. That's where we, we go all the time. <laughs> do what you got to do. <laughs> we'll interrogate Christian over here. <laughs> I'm sorry, nah, don't, no, don't even worry about it. You that's that's go our that's our bathrooms
0: right there. Yeah, it happens. It happens. I know some things. Podcasts I go too long, and
2: people like I gotta go. It was a
3: long drive, and I made you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we'll work, work, we're coming up to the to the end anyway it's like a minute an uh, hour and 38 but we'll um i feel like it's i feel like it's, it's been flying, flying by Damn, it's, it's flying been by it's flying by It's still going good so let me ask. so now now you're you're okay so like i said you're starting your you know you're, you're early on in your career of of mm-hmm. acting of directing and producing you're kind of following in your father's footsteps where do you see like yourself in the next like 10 15 20 years do you want to like be be a a sole director like direct your own show do you want to be are you trying to get into some movies like what's your
3: um so i have a i have a really good agent i mean for for me you know um not the biggest of agencies but um it's pretty good for you know they have an office in la uh new york and georgia um so i mean i think the goal is to kind of pick up the mantle you know afterwards and, and and expand and um you know start doing my own stuff but i want to wait for the right time to get into the whole production side of things like me just just me individually um but as far as the acting is concerned i definitely uh i want to i want to do different roles i want to it was it was great because we just did something that was very different we did uh something with tony darrow called um it, it's like this jailhouse beef jerky thing and we got to play indians and oh and yeah i see you dressed out, up like that yeah yeah the, the accents and uh i just want to you know do different things you know and 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 i i hope that i i, I really don't want to touch on the mob thing after the show you know a yeah, yeah, li- yeah. little here and there but
2: try to break out a little bit and do something yeah now something do you different. do you have a uh um now nah, i'm ashamed to say this i haven't seen the seasons yet and i will but do you have a role in season two or season three. You said oh, you didn't yeah, have one in season one. I
3: didn't have one in season one. Yeah, it's, bro. He's killing
2: drug dealers and shit. He's killing them all. It, I, love it. I can't dude, I'm yeah. I can't <laughs> wait to watch it. I would be like, listen, honey, I don't care what we're not watching, you know so this this uh chick flick tonight. We're watching fucking Braves. Okay. okay.
3: In season two I play Leo Rossi's nephew. And uh, I, I'm not related to my father at all in the show. We actually share uh we share a few scenes together. Um but, So
2: let me pause you there. How is that? You're sharing a scene with your father. It was. Is that is that not is that not cool, man? Is that not
3: really cool? It it, it was. It was. It was very cool, and it was. It was. What was great about it was we were playing individuals that were not related at all. So did you get to yell at him at all? No. No. no, It wouldn't wouldn't be good for Sammy to be yelling at. But but uh, it was it was definitely a special moment, and I think what's for me, it's like it's something that'll always be there you know 10 years from now 15 20 you'll always be able to I always be able to turn on the on the television and it, you know god willing i have children in the future and, and show them
2: that was see. my that was my first acting gig Yeah. It was right there yeah. with your grandfather you see, that was my first time
3: yeah, well there there's there's a great scene where it kind of it i want you to watch the show i don't want to get too into it i don't want to ruin it for you but where we share a moment it's uh, it's it's a really good scene. I don't know if you if you saw it, the one in the in the bar. Of course, of and course. um, it, it's just something that it was it was very special.
2: Is it's it emotional. Not, that, that
3: wasn't that wasn't the, It was a little it was a little bit emotional, but it was more like him schooling him being schooled, and um, it was it was special. It was very special because if we 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 did share other scenes, but that that one scene was very, very impactful, and um. It it'll it just it'll always be there. So when
2: you when 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 you guys said cut and the scene was over, you kind of just take a second and take it all in like that just happened like that was Absolutely. that was a moment right there.
3: Absolutely. And and in the first season when we finished because I, I wasn't in I wasn't in the first season, um we had the the film clapper you know the the thing that you, you smack yeah, yeah. in between the scenes. Yeah, And we and we and we took a we took a picture on 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 the first day and the last day and we did the same thing with the second season it's like at the end of it all at the end of the season we just like looked at each other and you can't even believe we (laughs) we did it we did it It, we did it you know it was a lot of hard work but it's done but it's worth it it's it's done it's worth it and and now we're going on to season three you you know
1: you know what it is guys is that when you make a movie um It's a commitment for a few months. Uh, You know, you you finish it, it's done, you start editing, make the music. When you're doing a show, it is a commitment. Like, it is from day one to the last day, to editing, to finalization. It's a journey. It is a journey that you can't even imagine you're going on. It is, especially when you're doing doing something independently. And you know, there's no margin for error on set. If it rains one day, you may be screwed. You're on a limited amount of money to do it. It's a journey. It's like every day, like we get, we got, there's, there's one page, there's another page. But you're talking about a lot of content.
3: And the whole post production process is content. crazy. Like yeah, I, when you're lot, done with lot, it, a lot of I'm content. Shooting, and you have to, we in the studio and you're getting all the music together, doing all the color correction, the sound mixing. Uh, and and making you know making sure that all all these scenes are really tight cuz you're watching it and watching it and watching it every day you're in the studio watching it and making sure like is 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 this the best version is 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 this it and and always tweaking it and it it, it just do you
2: yeah. ever have to like you know, take a step back like you you've, you've done some of the post right you've got it say, like, okay I think this is it and then you take a step back let it sit for a little while you step away from it and then come back you like Wait a second, I can I gotta redo this a little bit. Do you ever take yeah, those Yeah, moments? That happens.
1: That definitely happens.
2: Because I find it sometimes if you're looking at something too long, you get you're really, your yeah, you're yeah. really yeah, definitely. deep into it, you have to take a step back to say, sure. okay, hold on, you're right? right you know? You're right,
1: but sometimes Sometimes and a lot of times it's usually right the first time and sometimes when you toy with something you make it worse.
2: You, you, yeah you fuck <laughs> a lot it of, times, yeah, yeah. Yeah. A lot of it.
1: times, you know what it is even with actors, a lot of times and, and I notice it on auditions and stuff like that when I'm when I'm watching auditions and just and a lot of times when I'm seeing it on set is a lot of times people get the first take the best. And they and, and and they wanna keep doing it and a lot of times it's it's it's, it's the first one was great. And that's why a lot of times I'm like, we'll move on. We'll get a second one just to have it. Well, you did it. Yeah. You don't need to keep doing it. And I think that some you know people, it's, it's almost
2: like, comes to the point where they go, it, it, it can't be that easy. And I don't want to say it's easy, but you said, you, you hit it the first, you nailed it the first time. And you're like, no, I... It can't, it can't be, I can't do for, like, it's got, there's got to be mean, more. Sometimes to, when we, we, you know, do, it's like, got to be more. these videos, like, we do,
0: like, a little, like, reels and, like, little shorts and stuff like that, and we're like, all right, we want to, you know, we want to place the cigar box here, we want to do, like, this cool little angle, and you're going to be over here smoking a cigar, and we do it, and the, the, me or him are recording, and he's just like, yo, that was it, that was it, we don't got to do anything more, that Yeah, was and it's shot. like, it can't, it
2: can't be that easy, we, <laughs> no. we just do it first, try, it's like, no, you got it, you nailed it, yeah. don't, don't
1: like, don't. Fuck it up. Keep
2: it simple. You nailed it. Done. On to the next one. And another thing is that
1: I've seen the greatest. I've worked with the greatest and seen them make mistakes. I've seen them flub lines. I've seen them mess up. I've seen it. So everyone's human. Yeah. Like, so sometimes we're all... I've seen the greatest actors... Of our our time, make mistakes and flub oh, lines yeah. and lose lines. How many, and ask I mean, for a line? It's yeah. normal. Look at just, look
2: at videos of bloopers, right? Look at some yeah. of your favorite movies and just type in like your favorite movie and bloopers, and there's there's tons of it. There's tons of them saying like, "Shit, what's the line?" And they'll go five, six, seven takes. Like, line, what's the line again? And they're the greats. They're the legends. Chris Tucker, oh, they fuck Rush everybody, hour. everybody Rush fucks hour. up. Oh, exactly. bloopers the
1: Something happened. It, it, you, you, nobody's and, perfect. And the thing with Christian, and I have to say. Is that, you know, I'm using my son in a sh- and, and, and I told him that you're going to get the, the, the most criticism is going to go towards him because he's my son and he has a role. And I told him before he started, I said, they're going to, they're going to want to find something to, to, to knock you on. And I have to say this and, I, and, and I've heard it mo- all across the board. He delivered I've heard it and and I, I have gotten nothing but love from big people that he he really came through and I haven't gotten no negativity on him at all and I have to say he, he really took it very seriously he, he didn't just say on oh, the Sun and he came in and, and, and he works and he and he and and he takes direction and he comes prepared, and he gives it his all. It's not like, oh, and that's what I have to, I also have to say this, I'm gonna, another comp. now we're on this. I hired Chaz Palminteri's daughter, who was the best on the audition, it didn't just happen because she was Chaz's daughter, Gabriella, she gave the best audition. She fit the part. She didn't come on set like I'm Chaz's daughter, like I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I get special treatment. She came there like like a young actress, hungry actress, not entitled that's a reflection on Chaz, and it's also a reflection on on how she came there and was not and then i used ralph macho's daughter julia macho same thing i'm not ralph machos kid i'm 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 julia yeah my own person i'm I'm here yeah i'm here they didn't come entitled And, and and it's a real reflection of of people that that just they 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 didn't let to get to their heads and they came and they did it and that's what i have to say i'm very blessed and grateful to have this cast and to be able to work with my son and for for him to deliver like he has
2: that's probably a very proud moment as a father to yeah, hear I, all of those I, things
1: I, I, I hear it all the time and 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 it's it's I, I i every day i hear it and and he's humble about it and it's just i get really good accolades on him and and uh we can't wait to get into season three and to bring this. We're going to bring it to another level even. We're and gonna when bring do you it start shooting level. season three? You um, said June? Around June. Yeah, we're going to. You have everything written like... out and all the actors we're, we're and everything. There. We're getting uh-huh. there. Close. We're, we're putting in all the work in now and getting in. There's going to be some big surprises with I some like great it. new people. Can't wait. I like yeah. it.
2: I love it. I love it. Well, if you need any two uh, two podcasting cigar guys, you got two guys right here. Yeah. <laughs> if, you guys, if you guys need the background, <laughs> hey, hey, don't, you doing?
1: Know, we'll we'll you pass it by. You guys are, I'm I'm really, really happy And I appreciate you. you coming on because yes, when you yes. called
0: me, you're like, listen, I don't do many podcasts, but I like what you do and I want to come on. Your and, list. And, and, and guys, I, I, a lot I, me.
1: I mean that. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying this humbly again. I get a lot of offers to do stuff like this, a lot. And it's nothing against other people. I just, I have to feel a certain and it doesn't necessarily have to be the biggest, or the, I have to feel a certain way about what I, who I'm going on with, and and and, and how I think it's going to turn out, and 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 I'm I'm very picky at them, and, and I'm very glad I came. Well, we're very really, grateful. I'm for glad you. you guys asked me, and I'm very happy that I came. It's been an amazing experience. Thank you. I, you guys, are really I. I sky's the limit for both of you. Well, thank you Appreciate very much. That, thank Thanks you. We we are so very very
2: grateful that that you guys came. You made the trek out here. We're very grateful that you're on our show. We've had a wonderful conversation with you guys, and we wish you all the best with season three. I can't wait to watch season one and season two. And I'm gonna be finishing season two and be like, All right, you gotta you gotta push up that line. June's I t- I can't wait for June. You gotta push it up. You gotta you're push gonna, it up. You're gonna like <laughs> it, I'm telling you. But uh no, we're super we're very blessed that we have the opportunity to be able to speak with individuals like yourselves Thank in you very much. Smoking cigars and just doing what we love to do. We love to smoke cigars. We love to talk to people. And now we get to do it here at the Burndown Podcast. So um, thank you very much for, for those kind words. But Eric, uh, we are hour. It's been an hour and 50 minutes. God damn. Jeez. Wow. So long. It's, that was, it's, that was it's a nice episode. But see, this by. is the beautiful, beautiful thing. You light up a cigar. You guys have your, your cups of tea. We have a cup of coffee here. And we're just shooting the shit. And next thing you know, two hours goes by like that. Like, holy yep, shit, you don't it's two even hours. Realize right? it. So, I mean, we're coming to the end. So, this is kind of where we like to give you guys the red carpet. So, yeah. if you want to let everybody know who's listening and who's watching, where they can find you guys, what's the next big thing, when they can, exp- you know, where can they see Gravesend if they want to go watch it. When the next season season's coming out, if you guys have any other projects that you're working on behind the scenes you'd like to talk about, it's kind of your opportunity to plug away and let everybody know what, what they can expect.
3: Well, my Instagram is uh, Christian, C R I S T I A N underscore DeMeo, um, and uh, you could find me on Facebook, Chris DeMeo, and uh, yeah, you want to talk about...
1: Go ahead, you do it, go ahead.
3: About Gravesend?
1: Talk about whatever you want And then I'll I'll, I'll, I'll follow up here, You take it Take the uh, lead Go ahead about,
3: Okay so uh, If you want to watch Gravesend on Amazon It's on Amazon Prime And it actually just went on Tubi for all the people That um, are in Canada
2: The heck is Tubi uh,
0: Nah I watched Tubi bro <laughs> I have been watching Tubi for months I'm on <laughs> Amazon Prime man. I, found, I came across Tubi And I was like What the I'm like There's a lot of good shit on here And it's for free I'm like oh shit And my was like What's Tubi But I wa- I've been watching season 2 Again, now it's on two
2: me. And I there's four episodes, that. season one, nine on season two, right? Yeah, four okay.
3: episodes, season one, nine on season two. How and long
2: then, are the episodes? Like an hour long?
3: The, f- the first season they're like uh like what like thirty minutes, right? And then the second season they're a little bit longer, like yeah. forty five. Okay. Like, like around that area. So you can Some watch them all longer. in a day.
2: You can watch the whole thing in a day. You yeah. can watch everything. Yeah, in depending. One. That's thirteen. <laughs> you, that's thirteen. That's thirteen hours. Yeah, a little bit less. Get some popcorn on Saturday and go, call it man. Day. All you need is a rainy day and you're good.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so you could binge watch a lot of people binge watch the whole, a lot of That's what I love when people tell me I binged it. Yeah. I binged it. I couldn't get, I had to keep going. Uh, yeah, Amazon Prime and 2B. Now we're on 2B. And now it's going overseas into other countries. It's picking up more steam. It's funny how things sometimes, even later on, keep getting. Like the Sopranos, people keep rewatching the Sopranos I mean, and stuff like that. still going on today. And people keep rewatching Gravesend, and more people are talking about it. We appreciate everyone's support. A lot of the fans are the reason why we keep moving and why we're building more of a cast in season 3 there's going to be some great new people coming on season 3 and you guys wait till you see what happens between Charlie and Caesar as you guys know how we ended in the last episode you guys are going to be in for a wild ride coming up in season 3 I also want to mention that um, I appreciate all the fans that people that have been buying our our, our clothing brand uh, Brooklyn brand that's right my uh, Brooklyn brand yeah it's www.mybrooklynbrand.com and uh we we have uh, it's on Instagram mybrooklynbrand.com. The great you can follow the Gravesend page on Instagram too, um, Gravesend series. Um, you know my my William DeMeo f- find me on Instagram. But you know we appreciate all the people and this the, the, you know our allures are really really keep moving. We appreciate everybody repping and being proud. Uh, we're grateful to to you all. Thank you so much. Well Christian. thank you guys. Well, yes. God bless is the main thing. Thank you. Yeah, God, God is good yes. all the time. God bless.
2: God is great. Jesus yes, he God. is. That's it. Well, I did see I did see that by the way on, on you have uh John three sixteen on your bio, I believe. Absolutely. Yeah. Love I, it.
0: I have that I have that same ring that like you have on your pinky, but it yeah. definitely it definitely doesn't fit me anymore. I think I got it when I either my cross It's beautiful. It's yeah. in my it's in my jewelry box, but it don't fit me no more.
3: I'm a firm believer, man, you put you you put God first in everything that you do and he'll lead you in the right direction yes he absolutely.
2: will amen absolutely Jesus amen well, thank you well, well, good old wholesome Christian man I that, love it that's it man. I love. we need more of them in this world God knows it but Christian and uh,
0: Will thank you guys again for coming on we really appreciate it It's Gravesend has been an amazing show so kudos to all you guys and all the hard work you guys have been putting in it's really good I know you'll like it and for people who are watching and listening I highly recommend it if I didn't like it I wouldn't have him on I wouldn't say it but Thank you so much. And as we like to say on the end of the show, I don't have anything to to cheers with. I'll hold it up to the camera for everybody. We like to say cheers, chin-chin, and salute. Thank you, everybody. God bless.
1: God bless.